Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to episode 41 of Extreme PC UK podcast. My name's Nick, I'm your host, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. Today joining me on the show is... Hi, I'm Jansen and on Steam I'm Jay himself. Hello, I am Tim and on Steam I am known as Timmy604. Cool, just us three this month. And I'd like to say, uh, first off, if you get any questions, send them into extremepcuk at gmail.com. We love the questions. Check out our Steam group, Extreme PC UK, where you can get all the information on what we're playing, see what we're up to, get involved in some games. Check out our Instagram. On there, you can see all the latest work that we've carried out. It's been a bit dry for the last week, but there'll be a lot more new projects going on there soon. And also join our Facebook group, which is uh, Extreme PC UK podcast. On there, it's very like close-knit, lots of people talking, questions you can put on there. Yeah, pretty good. First thing I want to say is we mentioned last month about our Discord. We only had a Discord for about a month. We've currently already got about 70 people in there. So that's gone really, really well. And I've got to say, I wasn't a fan of Discord before, but now I'm a big fan of Discord. I can see who's in the games, who's playing. The community's gone wild, ain't it, boys? Yeah, it's yeah. very nice. You can see yeah. who's streaming. You can right-click on them straight to their stream. Yeah, and so the you... questions and the chat is like constant as well yeah we've sort of evolved it a little bit so now you've got like gaming rooms streaming rooms and podcaster rooms the gaming rooms and streaming rooms anyone can go in and because the way discord works is you sort of when you're online it just shows you're online you don't have to be in a room at any one point so you've got text chats as well so we've got an extreme pc uk text chat and that is constantly every minute a day people in the community are helping each other out you know, you can just go on there and write, how do I do this? Has anyone done this? And people are just jumping in straight away and helping each other out, which is really, really nice to see on the community side of things. When we do get to about 150 people, then we're going to try and get partnered and, and take it a bit further. But yeah, Discord's gone amazing. So if you haven't joined our Discord yet, download Discord and you have to have an invite. So all you've got to do is go to extremepcuk.co.uk, our main website. There will be a link on the community page to join. So you just go there, click that download Discord, and you'll get an invite straight in. And then, yeah, we've been helping a lot of people set up streams. Our stream guild has gone massive. So if you're a streamer on Streamlabs, you can just join our guild. I'll add you in, and it tells you percentages of how good you've done, how bad you've done, like, over the last week or so. So there's a lot of people in there helping each other out, and there's a lot of randoms coming in from there as well. So pretty good. So, yeah, join our Discord. The other thing I'd like to say say before I start is... I have to apologise about the sound quality last month. Did you boys notice it when you listened to it back? Yep. Yeah, it was a bit up and down. These two sound like they're all right, and I sound like I'm talking through a tin can. I think this is because everyone's got professional mics apart from me, because <laughs> I'm the most professional, you see. Um, oh, I don't yeah. have a professional mic. Don't you? I thought you had a proper mic. No, just a headset. Sennheiser. Oh, really? Oh, well, yours yep. is pretty good then. See, my, my, my mic's about £100. It just comes out very tinny. So no, your headset is about £100. Yeah, my headset. So yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, so what I'd like to say to you guys, listeners-wise, is just put up with us for a couple of, like, next couple of episodes, and then I will be getting a new mic, a proper one. So, you know, hopefully you ain't been too put off by the little tinny voice that I sound like a little mouse shouting down a megaphone. <laughs> but yeah, Live so, from a Pringles box. Yeah, so sorry about the uh, sound quality, <laughs> and we just have to put up with it for a little while. But anyway, moving on. PremierComputerFairs.co.uk, we've done a show with them a couple of weeks back. That went really, really well. That was in uh, Milton Keynes' Don Stadium, wasn't it? It was pretty good, gents. Yeah, that was pretty good. Actually, being in the stadium, seeing the pitch. Yeah, we was actually walking around inside the stadium, around the edge of the pitch. Yeah, Yeah. pretty cool, until we got locked in and couldn't get out. 
Yeah, so premiercomputerfairs.co.uk. Check them out. Check where their next uh, computer shows are. Uh, they're all over the country. And, yeah, if we go to them, we'll be putting it out. But I don't know right now when we're going. And apart from that, yeah, let's get on to some iTunes reviews. Right, we've had uh, a couple of them uh, this month, which is pretty good, really. From getting lots of reviews in, pretty good. Right, so the first one, it says, Informative, Funny, London. Everyone's loving the London, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's five stars, and uh, basically in iTunes, and it's from uh, Dremit from the Netherlands, and that was in June. And he says, I recently discovered this podcast. Highly recommend it to anyone who's interested in PC tech and gaming. These lads are based in London, and that's what really sets this podcast apart and makes it unique. Not only are they very knowledgeable about PCs, they're having a lot of fun with it. Um, and it says, with a typical London sense of humour, at least. That's what I think, being a Dutch fellow. There's a Dutch fellow on here. What do you think? I'm not really a Dutch fellow. I'm a Belgian fellow. Oh, we okay, talk the same language. <laughs> <laughs> you're the same to us. Yeah, Nick's like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're the, the same, same like an American to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, to me, anyone out, out of the island, you're one of them, and I'm one of these. <laughs> you're, you're a Euro. Yeah, yeah. You're a Euro. We're not anymore. Anyway, and he says, uh, another USP of this show is that they talk about a lot of games that are a little bit outside of the mainstream, which is very nice uh, as well. And it says, all in, I highly recommend this podcast. So uh, thanks for that. Cool. And that was from Dremis yes. from nice the Netherlands. Yes, yes. Cheers. Next one, another five stars, and that's from Trevnod, but he's from the UK, so he's one of us. And uh, he says, <laughs> <laughs> "Now nah, I'm only joking, people." And he says, "I really like this pod, boys. It's nice to know you're normal blokes talking about games and tech that you love. Keep smashing them out, lads." And he says, "Cheers and beers." Now I wasn't sure because this one was from the month before, and I wasn't sure if iTunes missed it or it came in late, or if we've already done it. But if we have, never mind, you got it twice. And if we haven't, Sorry that we missed it, but we got it eventually. Yeah. Seems yeah. to be going fast, very fast today, doesn't it? Yeah. Without having hands in here, there's no one to like hold us back. <laughs> you wait to listen every month. Oh, you. You're pulling out hands. <laughs> yeah. Poor hands. We need hands back. <laughs> right. Let's get into the news. I've only got one bit of news for me, and I don't think you two have got any news this month because, to be fair, since the Discord's been running. We've had, we've been flooded with questions. So if we don't get to your questions this time round, just let us know and we'll put them on next time. But they've come from all directions this month. So we've picked like the, the most solid questions we've come across and we're going to work on them. And that's going to be a massive part of the show this month. So, uh, but anyway, I'll get into the news. Have you seen the, uh, the new VR group machines? That's the only way I can really describe it. I've heard about it, but I haven't actually seen it. I've seen an advert for it, and I've got to say, it looks crazy, man. It's basically a warehouse. So you've got a massive empty warehouse. And if you know anything about VR or you've done VR, like uh, Oculus or um, Vive, what happens is you put these sensors on the wall, two of them, and it basically builds a box in the space that you've got free. Now, if you walk too close to the edge of that box, it will put up a screen in-game. So you'll see a brick wall in-game. So you won't go too close to it because you know you're going to hit it, and which is, means you're going to hit your head on the wall real life. Now, what they've managed to do is they've got a warehouse. And imagine a big empty warehouse with pillars, like obviously every 20 feet or so there's a pillar. And what they've done is they've programmed a game around the pillars and walls in this warehouse. So what happens is it's like, remember Laser Quest, you'd have a, like a team of 20 of you, 10 on each yeah. side. 
It's like that. You put a backpack on, you put a VR headset on, and you have five on your team, five on the other team, or it could just be five on one team, and you play the game. And then you go into a game which is designed around this warehouse. Now, watching it, one minute they're out in fields out in the open. They're just running around a warehouse, but in their headset, they're running around in this warehouse thinking they're outside. Like, yeah. And so because they can actually, like, the warehouse is so big, they can actually program it to be rooms. So even though you're walking around in an empty, hollow space, in-game you're in these tiny little rooms. And it's like they're like army men and they're going through and they're like fighting and they're going through doors and stuff like that in game. And it just looks well good. Five people in one virtual reality. So like Jance, if you're playing or Tim, you're playing, us three are going together and I'll be looking at you in game and you might be a robot. Cool. Yeah. You know, and I'm waving at you and talking to you and we can talk to each other and play around. And how do they do this with are you carrying around a backpack with a computer or? Well, I assume they, they got backpacks on. I'm assuming their backpack for each each person's got the yeah must be the VR running on there because you can't be having cables running around can you yeah 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 I know if you have a big warehouse or it must come from the ceiling maybe mm, yeah. I can't remember yeah, but I it's probably more... think they're having backpacks yeah it's probably it's more likely to be backpacks yeah but it's just well like, it's a well cool idea yeah, yeah imagine it's like, that it's like you can be in any environment they can make that game anything yeah you know you could be walking but... up climb up some steps and get onto a warplane you're just getting up and sitting on the seat. See, even if they weren't doing games, they could do it for like educational things as well. Say people from another country want to check out our natural history museum. They yeah. could load that up and they could walk around the museum like they're actually there, but they're just walking around an empty warehouse. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? It like, makes it be anywhere. Yeah. Soon I think we'll see some nice things coming out with VR in the, in the years to come. Yeah, I think it's more down to the amount of power needed when that like as we go on and power doubles and cards get much more powerful you know like if you look at a game from 20 years ago which i was playing on some rubbish old computer and it was like really choppy whereas now if i tried to play that game it would have to be buffered because it would go so fast yeah you know as the time goes on in this vr because vr is it's out there now it's real it's it's a mainstream thing it's not like remember when you had the glove And it was yeah. that like pick, trying to pick the ball up off the table or whatever, and they just and it was like a headset that was so heavy, <laughs> yeah, it was giving you a neck ache. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they couldn't even. It was so slow that it just wasn't doable because they didn't have that pure power there, you know, that, that raw. Yeah. And and now they've got the power to do it. So, you know, I it's something to me that's just mad. I can't believe like how crazy it's getting. Which leads me on that that was the VR groups, but also another thing I wanted to talk about. Um, which is going to come up in a question, which uh, we'll talk about later on, is did you know, like E3 obviously has been on, what was the best thing for me was the um, Fallout 4 VR. I don't know if any of you two are in Fallout 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it, but I always get lost after playing it for, for a few hours. Yeah, really? I don't mind it, but yeah. yeah. But oh. in VR, it really seems quite nice, actually. It's the full game and everything is in it. Yeah, but it's like, I can't believe they're going to bring this game out. Now, I don't know whether they're going to bring it out. Because it says on, if you go on Steam, it says it's a new game. So I don't know if I'm going to even be able to take my save over. That's a good question. Which I've played mm. in 100 hours or so. I bet annoying. you to make it separate. Yeah, because they'll probably want you to restart the game in VR anyway. Because And there must be some different game mechanics going on. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think they'd want you to jump halfway through a game like into VR because it might just ruin it for you because 
everything's going on straight away and you're not ready for it, yeah, it probably is better to start from the beginning. But the thing is, this is Fallout 4. Once you've once you've got so far into that game, you've done all the missions, it's like, oh man, starting that again? But it's something that I've waited for. My whole life has been waiting for Fallout in VR. That, that's, that's the ultimate for me. I'll just be in there. It'll be a new life. <laughs> you won't see me again. I was more looking forward to the Skyrim VR. The thing is, I, I completed Skyrim, and I went so deep into Skyrim, and I played it for about a thousand hours. I've done every side mission, everything. Um, and Skyrim's not as good graphics as Fallout 4. Yeah, that's so, true. But I don't know. It'd be funny to see what happens, but there's something I'm definitely going to be getting. I think it's coming out in October, and I will have to have it by then. What about you two? I need a, a computer first that can handle VR. So yeah. I'll be looking at a $1,500, $2,000 investment or, or pound or whatever before yeah. I can even think about VR. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind getting VR because I've used it and I really like it. It's just the price at the moment. Like I've, seen a, yeah. I've seen a review now about some – it was a VR set with something 4K in the name. It had a yeah. 4K screen. It was around $320, I think. Yeah, because it's not that they can't and make I got it. Some, and I got some good reviews. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's not because they can't make it that cheap. It's because they know how good it is. And when you've got a product that good, which does what that does, you you want your money's worth. I don't know. I don't know. Because if they would have made it at $300... They'd be everywhere. The first, the first Oculus, it would be everywhere, indeed. Yeah. Yes, but I don't know if that's their strategy. I really yeah. don't know. They can't drop their price straight away because, as well, the first batch goes out and it's kind of like almost like they're beta testing it. So it's out yeah. in the real world. They're getting feedback. They're selling like uh, small amounts. And then when they go to phase two, that's when they can drop the price. They make yeah. it slimmer. They make it lighter. They make it more efficient. Then it will be a little bit cheaper or even the same price, but you're getting more for your money. And then that's when the better ones come out. And that's probably when they start selling more. But I Apparently think for Oculus Rift, I think it backfired because I think they came out first with the idea. They backed it all and everything. They got it all ready. They brought a couple of them out because there was like the dev kits one and two. Hmm. And then after you heard about the dev kit two coming out, then bang, Vive comes out. I remember when Vive was nothing. No one even knew about it. And it was like, yeah. oh, HTC's making one. And you're thinking, they're a phone company. Why are they making yeah. that? And yeah. it was like, well, that's going to be crap. And I remember thinking that, thinking, nah, stick with Oculus Rift. And then yeah. when Oculus Dev Kit 2 came out, I was looking at getting one for around £150. And then someone said, don't get it. The sensors on it ain't set up. They're not aligned enough yet, so you get really sick. So I was like, I'll hold off. And I heard about a lot of people being sick. And then over the next year or so, when we've seen them at shows and stuff, Vive was just totally taken over the market. Every we, Even we firsthand saw it at the shows. We'd walk around the show. We'd see both of them on, on show being, being like played with. And straight away, we noticed the quality difference in the Vive for every single yeah. place we went to. The demo games that they were using on the Oculus, they were real, like, basic like, blocks. It was almost 8-bit graphics. Yeah, all cartoony, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and then you see the Vive, and it would have, like, full HD graphics, yeah. and it it would be a proper game. Yeah, and we noticed that. And, and I remember at one of the shows at first pulling you up and saying, "Did you do you notice, boys, that... The graphics are better on the Vive. And then we noticed it. And then we spoke to a few people and they sort of sort of went, yeah, that's what we think. But there was no proof of it at that time. But now I think after us using it, because we've used Vive a lot, 
and yeah it, the graphics on it are really really good they're not that bad yeah they're doable for like real life playing games and stuff but wasn't the game game changer that five got released with motion controllers already or am i wrong um to be fair i don't know because with the oculus i thought i didn't know they didn't come i thought they came with it as well yeah, much later too. They're only out since half a year or maybe a oh, year really? or something. Yeah, yeah. See, I've not, very, I've not very been interested in Oculus because I'm so, so set on Vive. But and the Vive has con- the complete room scaling. You can yeah. use a complete room. Yeah, so you, you can have do that with the room. And, yeah, you can and, walk around. Yeah, which is pretty good because with the environment we used it in, you know, we put some stuff on the floor with the computer, the big powerful computers running it on the floor in front of us. And what we liked about it was wherever you go in that box of space. If you come close to anything in that environment, it picks it out straight away and you see it, in, it, it puts it in front of you. Yeah. You know, so you can sort of walk that way really fast and you're like, whoa, we've got to stop, there's something there, you know. But to be fair, I don't even want that from Vive. I want to sit at my chair and play games like Fallout 4, Skyrim, and I just want to sit there, be in the game and move around with a normal controller. That's all I want. Then perhaps you should really check into one of these Chinese uh, headsets. That are true 4K, 60 frames or or higher, and that doesn't cost 700. They are yeah. not room scaling, and they're just meant for sitting yeah, down, just like the, you say. The issue with it is, it took us a long a, t- a long time to get Vive set up, and getting one of these third-party newbie sort of ones is going to be hassle. Getting it all plugged in and plumbed in to play with. No, that that one I saw, that Chinese one, that 4K one, they had two modes, and it was very simple software. You could select their own mode, and then you can go on their their own platform and do their own games and videos. But you can just uh, switch it to Steam VR mode, and then you can just go to Steam, download every VR game in Steam, and just play it like like it wasn't uh, native. Yeah. So the way the Vive works is you have to switch Steam on, it gets into Steam VR mode, and then it wants to synchronize every set, every the things on the walls, the two controllers, the headset, everything's got to be in sync. Yeah, but then the, the difference is, is what Tim's saying with the Chinese ones, they're designed to be sitting at your desk, so you're not yeah. going to have yeah, all the sensors. Yeah. This yeah. one was also 4K, and it even had the option to to mimic an Oculus or mimic a Vive in case you had a game that, that wouldn't fully support the 4K uh, display yet. It's like when you get the headset that you could put your mobile phone in. It's, it's probably built along those lines, isn't it? Where it, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles, wireless controllers and the room yeah. sensor. Yeah, like exactly. But a better screen then. Yeah. And you pay half the price, but you just yeah. pay it for the screen. Yeah. But if you're out for like driving games or something, racing games with a steering wheel, yeah, you don't need room scale scaling. Yeah. Which worth looking into, but personally I think I will hold on for it's, Vive because that's it still had head tracking though. Yeah. So you could move your head around and everything. That, that I will, I'll, I'll definitely have it by October, regardless of the price, because when that game comes out, Fallout Four, that's all I've ever wanted in a game. It's Fallout Four in three D, <laughs> being in there, looking around up at the up at the animals and that, like trying to attack you from up top and stuff like that. See, crazy. I would just like it for games like Grand Theft Auto. Or oh my PUBG. god, I was going to say if Grand Theft Auto gets released on VR, I'm buying a whole <laughs> set totally tomorrow. Just, <laughs> oh my god. See, because I would like it rather than having a first person perspective, I'd still like to see my character in front of me. So I'm behind and above, Shoulder kind cap. of, yeah, 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 or like a little bit behind. So you're you're a third person. But then, as you're controlling your person, you can then look. It's like just about free. Yeah, it's 360 degrees all around you that you can look at, but you're still controlling that man 
running on the screen. Mm -hmm. I like it more that when you look down, you see your feet and you have hands. I, I really think, for me, it makes it more... Uh, yeah. I don't know, because with that, I'd feel like I'd need to be standing up for that. But if I'm, if I'm oh, watching, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah if I'm watching my man run, then I feel like it's almost like a god perspective. Yeah, and he doesn't have to worry about moving with the body. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I played this uh, Resident Evil with the PSVR, and I didn't have any problems sitting down. Actually, it was quite relaxed playing it with a controller, just hmm. looking around, but doing all the the movement with a controller. Yeah. It didn't yeah, feel weird at I all, want. actually. Yeah, I want that, but without feeling sick. And I'm looking forward to space games as well, being in a cockpit, sitting down. That, oh, that, yeah. That'll be really, really good as well, because you actually yeah. will feel like you're sitting down. Third Rally in VR, that was quite an experience, I have to say. With a racing mm. wheel, that was really like being in a car, and you could even get feel the, the tingles in your tummy when you took a, t a corner very hard and things yeah. like that. Yeah, that does sound pretty cool. I haven't checked, I have to check that out. I haven't tried none of them yet. Yeah, that was well good. But yeah, that's about my little VR news thing. Any news from you boys or not? Not really. No. No news. No news is good news. Well, a little bit of news. There is a closed beta for the new Star Wars Battlefront 2. Spit it out. Yeah, I know. Battlefront 2. Because I'm thinking of Battlegrounds. So yeah. I almost said Battlegrounds 2. We could hear in yeah. your voice you holding back, like just your voice was processing it. You know, like when a CPU yeah. gets choked up and it starts. <laughs> Buffering. Yeah. yeah. You, know, when you, you know, back in the day when you got a picture come down the internet, some girl you was texting, it was like, she sent you a picture, and like the first four lines of her head would come down. And then the next and then bit. Pause. And then you'd, yeah, you'd be like, ah. Oh. Then you'd be like, ah, oh, delete her. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit like that. But um, yeah, so it, it is Battlefront 2. So I got a, an invite for the closed beta, and I, I've played it a little bit. And I was a bit disappointed because with the, the first one, even though you only had the one map that you could play, it, you still had the full quality of the graphics and the sounds and everything. What, in the beta? Yeah. No, you didn't. I remember it being like really, the graphics were really toned down. There was no textures on anything. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's maybe because I played it on the PlayStation. Uh, it might have been different on the PlayStation, but on PC... Yeah. I clearly remember the graphics and like certain, like the horse would be floating or bits and pieces weren't right. Horse? Battlefield. Oh, I'm thinking of, um, I'm thinking of a different game. You're thinking <laughs> of Battlefield 1. Yeah, yeah, Battlefield 1. Oh, that's what <laughs> You're talking about Star Wars. No, 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 I'm not. I'm getting muddled up. No, I'm not. I am right. I'm, I'm thinking about Battlefield 1 with a horse because you spoke about something else before. But no, I am right. It was Battle, um, I'm playing Battlegrounds now. Man, we're all twisted. <laughs> Battlefront. Battle Royale. <laughs> Battlefront. Yeah. Because it, it was, was all in the snow. Yeah, it was all in the snow. But I, I don't even like it because I don't even like Star Wars games. Yeah, it was definitely. The graphics weren't that good. And then when it came out, you were saying about it being optimised better and it was so much better when the game was actually finished. Yeah, because the thing with me, I played the beta on the PlayStation and I was like, these graphics are pretty impressive. But then I I bought the actual game on PC yeah, and then because, was playing it in 4K. Because I remember talking about it and then you was like, no, I was playing it on PlayStation. And I remember ripping into you about it on the podcast. Yeah. Cause I because I thought you it, bought it and then you took it back. You'd done something else and swapped it here and you'd done that. No, no, that was uh, that was Battlefield 1. I'll give up. <laughs> Change subject. Yeah, 
Well, anyway, what I was saying is I was really kind of looking forward to testing this out to see how the graphics were like in 4k and everything yeah it seems like it's only running about 720 like the graphics are quite poor oh really but you're, yeah obviously is that on purpose did you, did you yeah. do forums or something well the thing is because it's a, a beta you can't go into any of the settings you can't change any of the resolution or anything like that so they're basically giving it to you so they can test yeah, whilst you play test. yeah and so it's limited to what you can actually do when you're in the game. But the game seems pretty good. I, I won't go into it because I'm not doing a review on it. It looks promising. They, they've they changed a few things of how you become the heroes and things like that and how you upgrade your weapons. And I quite like it. So hopefully when that comes out, I'll, I'll get it and do a proper review on it. Are you still playing the uh, first one? Yeah. Because that, do you know what? I wasn't very good at it. But I gotta admit, I did like the way you could collect the little figurines and all that in game and stuff. And there was a lot in that game to do apart from just the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of weapons that you can unlock, a lot of different. Yeah, I just like, couldn't get skins. my head around being Darth Vader, being Luke Skywalker, and how you do it. And it's just it was baffling for me. I just couldn't keep up with it. And a lot of people would think, "What? What's wrong with you?" But that, <laughs> for me, I just yeah. it was just I found myself just going, "Oh, I can't be bothered." Johnson's caning me again. You know, yeah. it but just worked my thing. That game was good, and this one looks like it's going to be at least as good. Yeah, which is always a good thing because sometimes you just yeah. want the same but new. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of games that I play, and like the next one will come out, and the next one will come out, and I'm like, just do the same thing with different maps, just do the same thing, but like, and they always have to bring a new game mode in for some reason. Yeah, and that just annoys me. It's like just, you people, you sold four million copies because people loved the game, and then you went and made something else. Yeah. Which is just annoying. Right. To move on anyway. Got lots yep. to get through today, boys. Lots and lots. Right. First up, I'm gonna, I've got two games to talk about what I've been playing. The first one I gave to YouTube, but you didn't play it. And that was Eden Grad. Now, I did play it. You played I did it? Play. Yeah. Oh, you played it for a few hours, didn't you? Yeah. Three hours I got in that. Yeah. Basically, Eden Grad is a massive MMO. And I've got to be honest, it reminds me of Fallout. It's that sort of feel to it. And basically, you get a character, you start off, and you're in like an underground bunker, and you talk to your like boss, and he's like, you're going to go out into the big wide world, and you're going to do this. And it's an MMO, so it's got loads. It's a bit like World of Warcraft, but it's all from like the same sort of background as Fallout 4. There's been... Uh, yeah, but the thing is, where you say it's like Fallout 4, I get what you're saying, because it seems a bit kind of post-apocalyptic. But if you took out 90% of the content of Fallout 4, this is what you're left with. Really? Yeah, because there's hardly anything to do in it. That's the thing about this game. I don't... I'm a lot more patient than you two. You are both action-based, whereas I'm more chilled out, and I like I like a game like that. And hmm. I found from this game, when I came out, there is so much items you can find, you can dig up, and you can mine... And the tech tree is absolutely massive. It goes on forever. And it, the game's designed to be played over a very, very long time. So they don't want you to just find something there and do it and find something there and do it. They want you to go and walk all the way over there. And on your way across there, you'll fight animals and you'll do a little bit of XP, a bit of grinding. You'll do that mission. You'll come all the way back. You'll get your reward. And you sort of get three or four missions going at once. But the thing what I found about this game is 
I felt the same as you at the beginning, but then I found the game just kept giving and giving and giving, and it was bigger and bigger. I did get to a point where I'll talk about in a little while, which brought me to, to slow down on playing it a bit. But I absolutely love the game because there's so many weapons, there's so many, much armour. If you're someone like me that likes collecting stuff in games and building stuff and making stuff, then this game is really good. And it's not even that expensive, you know. It's only it's on sale at the moment for five fifty nine, but it's only nine ninety nine to buy it. Like for me, the first area is in like a desert sort of area, so I come out of the thing out of the uh, underground base. I get out into the desert area. I walk around and do a few missions. I get a few other boys in there. We meet up. We make a little pact. We make a little team. We go off and do missions together. What I found about it is, once you get to a certain level, the the game opens up. You can go to like these portal areas, which take you to the big world map. And from that world map, you can go to other areas. So you've got like a jungle, you've got like a, a bridge area, you've got a city area. There's loads of them. There's about 20 areas. And there's still loads of question marks, but they haven't even designed yet. So you get to go and do all these raiding things on like, on uh, like bandits. You get to go and do missions inside caves. I found there was a lot in this game for me to play, and I've already put something like 50 hours into the game. So it can't be that bad, you know, to to play it for that long before yeah, I sort I've, of slowed down. Yeah, because I played it for a fraction of the time, because me and Tim played together, yeah. and I think it was about three hours that we played, and I was probably just scratching the surface. And the thing is, I didn't think it was a bad game. I thought it, it looked nice. And it played well, but it was there was just not enough going on. Yeah, because the, you're an action the, guy. Yeah, because the little amount that I did in that three hours, I felt like I feel like I've just wasted a whole night doing nothing. Yeah, but nothing. when you played yeah. World of Warcraft for the first time, how did you feel in that? Yeah, but I had all the time in the world when I was playing World yeah, of Warcraft. Yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. Now, if you had World of Warcraft then and you had this then, you'd have probably been on the same page. Because that's what these games are about. They're all about yeah. grinding. Yeah, but the thing is, I think with this one, it's when you're walking around, it is very barren. It's like, at least in World of Warcraft, when you're walking around, because it was a finished game as well, Yeah, made by a big company. It's lush landscapes. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of AI around you and things like that. So even though you're running across a field for like half an hour, there's so much going on around you. But with yeah. this, you are kind of walking through a desert and you're not really doing or seeing anything. Well, the thing is, there is a lot to do and a lot to see, because in that first desert bit, there is a lot of stuff to do. There's a lot of, there's like a motel, there's like a, a lake, there's a bit where there's a, a building's and all damage, and you've got zombies everywhere. But you Giant just, rats. Yeah, giant rats. You've got a petrol station where you've got to go and do missions there. You've got like a wolf-like bit where there's all wolves and that. There's a lot going on. Like I said to me, it feels a bit like Fallout 4, but much slower paced. And much more technical as well. It's all about stats. It's all about making stuff. But there's another side to the game as well. There's a building side. If you go to certain areas in the map. Now this is where it was very very grindy. I've had to play the game that amount of time. And then a guy called Bob. And he's a builder. Funny enough. Yeah. You go to him and he gives you a, a, a mission. To get something like 100 wood. 50 cloth. I want 10 pickaxes and 5 hatchets. And you have to go off and you have to make all this stuff by finding stuff and making the cloth and going and cutting down the trees, turning them into wood. And it's very grindy. It takes a long time. When you go back to him, 
and this is a daily mission, so you can only do it once a day, he'll give you a city coin, like an actual city coin, as in a city. And basically, yeah. when you get free city coins, you can then go to these new areas, which are just open land. There's no buildings or anything on them. They're just patches. And that's where you can build a city. And when I say build a city, you'd have never got this far, Chance, because you didn't play it long enough. Hmm. But because it's an MMO, MMO, you can then go recruit players as you see them. And you do see a lot of other players running around. And on the first map, it's PvP, uh, a PvE, so you can't hurt each other. But then when you go out of the first map to the other maps, it's PvP, so people can attack you. When you go to these cities and you actually start building a city, this is where I got a little bit bored of the game and left it a bit because I started getting confused. You've got a massive plot. You put down your free city coins, you get a little computer hub come up, and there you can build buildings, you can set plots, you can sell plots, you can buy plots. You know, people can build on their land. I can rent space to people. And it just goes on and on and on. You go into the the, the mission, uh, the guild section for the guild that you've made up because you need a guild before, like an organization, before you mm. can build a city. In there, I can do as... It's just like Discord. I can do as many different ranks as I want. So you could be a newbie. You could be this. You could be that. You could be a chief. I can type in whatever I want and I can give you a whole list of what what you can do. So whether you can let people in the city, if you can lock them out, if you can lock the door, if you can open the door, if you can sell buildings, if you can buy buildings, everybody's got permissions. And at this point, I only had about five people in our team, but I can see they're prepping the game to be a massive game. They're mm. expecting this game, even though it's barren at the moment, they're expecting this game to take off, have loads of people in the server. So it's all about getting these groups together in these city maps like areas and from what i can see it looks mad because in the actual organization bit i can set war on other cities and i can tell my people what to do i can arm them with weapons and there's just so many different headers of what you can do and i looked at it and i was a bit overwhelmed i was like whoa there's a lot of stuff you know so it looks like they're going to be setting this game up to have wars between city between city and they've put it in a barren map with nothing in it where the cities are because obviously it's going to slow the server down when everybody's in there attacking each other you know yeah but see could... this is the thing with like an early access isn't it yeah. it's like you you can see the potential of the game and you know what they're going to do but then when you get into the game none of that's there and then obviously for someone like you there's still enough there for you and then yeah. you'll be happy to wait for that stuff well i looked but at with it me... i looked at it like i'm getting a head start on everybody else yeah yeah and like with me i'm the opposite i'd get into it see there's nothing and be like Walk away. i haven't got time yeah yeah exactly i'm the same yeah, but I have too little time to play a game, so I'd rather spend that time into games that... The thing is, I would say, if you were someone that likes the look of this game, you've got to be someone that likes a grind, that likes to play games for a long period of time with little back. Yeah, you know, yeah that's true. You've got to expect to get into this game and go, oh, that gun's level 17. You've got to expect to play 20 hours to get to that level. Mm. You know, And it will be tedious missions. Go in there, he's asking you to go and kill the wolves. You go out. You walk right across the map, you kill the wolves, you come back, he gives you a reward. Then another guy says, oh, look. But I noticed as well, though, it's pretty crude. You know, there was a lot of rude stuff in this game, which I thought, whoa, that's a bit of a high level. You know, <laughs> is this an 18 or something? Because it, it was talking about some really naughty stuff about what's going on in the missions. And I thought it was quite funny, really, what they were. So, yeah, there was some naughty stuff in there. And there's a lot of swearing and a lot of language like stuff. But I quite enjoyed the game. I just got a bit confused when it got to like the city building 
But once, it, but I've got to say, it's an early access, and it's very, very early access. So this is like starting up game sort of areas, you know. Yeah, it's like playing the bare bones. Yeah, but but I can see this game. It's a game that I will keep going back to because, but I think it's, a, it's an on-off game. It's like oh, I'm going to play this for the next week non-stop and then you'll get a little bit bored of it and you'll go away and then you'll come back again i'm going to do some more you know but i like it because it's one of them games where i can kill an animal or something anywhere and i can find a random weapon or something and then that's giving me hope so i, I find a weapon i'm like wow that weapon's well good and then i want mm. to play to get to the level to use that weapon you know but, but then yeah. this is the perfect game for you though yeah isn't it it's like it's not really my genre of game so it, it doesn't really work for me and same for Tim, but yeah, it's perfect for you. I do like a game where the more time I spend, I feel like I'm getting in front of people, major getting in front. I, my best type of game is a game that if I put the effort in, I can go further than anyone else. There's no way to buy your way in. There's no way just to get shortcut to get to that stuff. You know, if I can get in and get to level 100 and other people are only at level 20, I feel like I've achieved something. It doesn't matter how long it takes me to get there. I enjoy getting myself in front. I feel like I can keep going and keep going, do you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, Edengrad, check it out because I really, really enjoyed the game. My only thing I'd say about it is it's worth the money, way worth the money. You're going to get your time out of it. But I would say if you're an action man, like you want to play fast paced, you want to play Doom, you want to play Borderlands, you want something that's right in your face like that, then this ain't the game for you. But if you like a good old, so I like strategy games. So to me, this is like Fallout, but a strategy. I can think about what I'm going to do and then I'll to carry that, that, that choice out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So check it out, people. Anyway, it's called Edengrad. It's got mixed uh, overall reviews, but mostly positive in the recent ones. So I think they're doing more and more updates on it. Yeah, I'm also going to keep my eye on their update page to see what's Yeah, what's because changing. it is a game. If you've got a few friends you can get in as well, it's something you can all grind together on, you know, help each other out. So it's called Edengrad. It's a really, really good game. I really liked it, to be fair just got a bit confusing when you got to the cities and obviously there weren't enough people in game yet for me to recruit but there was a lot of other cities built already cool so yeah. but yeah my second game which is another game that you because because basically we've been playing battlegrounds now for ages haven't we yeah and that's yep. pretty that's not i wouldn't say super fast paced but you're on the ball constantly you're always watching you're ready for it to go off so i just got to the point where i needed to just take a chill pill sit back play some like relaxing games and just just enjoy myself playing some games again rather than just being on it all the time so i bought which i've been looking at for a long time project high rise any of you seen this i've seen it on your stream yeah same here i watched you play it for a little bit what did you think way too slow pace for me (laughs) really (laughs) not my type of game and as well it, it there wasn't enough in it it looked quite repetitive but at a slow pace Oh, I think you got that slightly wrong. I don't know if you lot would have played this, but this this game is nostalgic for me. Even though it's a new game, for that reason is because I used to love Sim Tower. Have you ever played Sim Tower? I'm talking 20 years ago. No, the only Sim game I played was Sim City. Yeah, well, Sim Tower was exactly like this game. They've built this game exactly on Sim Tower. Now, Sim Tower, I remember sitting at my Amstrad. And it'd be raining outside, and I'd be sitting in my bedroom, like, bunked off school for the day, sitting at home. And I'd, just, I'd play Sim Tower, and I'd just build this, this massive tower up. Now, in the old Sim Tower, you'd have stars, 
and so you'd start off at level one and you'd be allowed to do like a normal lobby you could have a little shop and you could have like a little office and then you can build on that when you've done like 20 of them and you've earned so much money you go second star oh you can have a cinema you can have this third star you can have a shopping mall fourth star you can have a tube station and it'd go on and on and on yeah but i'm talking this is so far back i remember playing this off of five floppy disks that's how old that game is yeah yeah but it's got exactly the same look as this it's 2d flat and you're just placing stuff so you start off you've got a load of mud and you've got like one little floor and you start off with two little workers that, that are builders basically I found this game on the easiest setting just absolutely so hard to get into. I've started it over and over again. And you watched me do it, Jance, as well, didn't you? Yeah. I just kept failing and failing and failing, which was just Because you weren't making any money. Yeah, it was frustrating. And I don't know if that's because I'm so used to playing Sim Tower back in the day, and I know how to do it like that because I've played it so long, or, or if it's just I'm not very good at it, I don't know. But in this, you start off and you can build a lot more stuff. There is so much stuff in this game. You have to start off by building the empty building space. Then you have to build the lobby. Then you have to place your lifts. Then you have to place your stairs. Then, to make it even more difficult, you have to run gas, electricity, water, um, telephone line, and cable TV. And you have to run that to every floor. So you have to put like conduit box in. And you have to put the, the actual base downstairs, like the gas burner and all that. And you have to run all the cables to every single floor. This takes up all your money. So I'm like, I, I put some offices in there. They're all complaining that it's too expensive and I've got them on the cheapest option. Man, I just found it so hard. <laughs> it's a game I really want to get into, but I can't do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And uh, it, it, It's a lot of games like that. Like It is hard to make money. Like When you think like Parkitect, and theme park and yeah. all those kind of things it's like you're building it and you're getting the customers in they're paying the money but it's like your profit is so hard to keep in the positive yeah but the thing is with this though it's got so much more they've made it look the same as sim tower but they've put so many millions of layers on it it's hmm. like you've got one layer where you've got contracts so you've got these big corporate companies coming to you saying look if you get 50 people in your building we'll pay you this much so then you start trying to put offices in to get people in and then you run out of money again and then it just declines. You've got another one where it's like, I want you to have 10 shops. I want you to have 10 of these. I want you to have that. And also, like in Sim Tower, you used to just put offices in and you'd select what it looked like, but it was just a skin. It made no difference. So you'd put your office in there. You'd put it on the rent would be either low, medium or high price. And that was it. It'd be, be And it would go green or red, like overlay, if it was too expensive or if it was too cheap. This one, it's got all sorts of all sorts of paperwork and that. Like you've got all sorts of people getting involved with you, telling you you need to do this, you need to do that, and it just gets really, really hard. Mm. But like I said, it's a game I really want to play, so I'm going to continue playing, and I will get through it at some point. So if any of you have played Project High Rise, let me know what you thought about it, or if you got stuck, because I might just be really silly and doing something really wrong. Maybe I'm trying to go too nice in my building before uh, running before I can walk. Yeah, maybe you're just focusing on the wrong things. Well, my idea is I wanted to make sure I had, a, and you're going to laugh at this like you keep doing, Jance, like the sky lobby, like, <laughs> but not in the sky. I wanted it to be all glass and nice. And I went, instead of it being one, one layer high, I wanted it three layers high, like when you see an office building in London. You know, you've got the big open space at the bottom, 
and then I tried to put a single layer of like um, of offices above that. So I wire it all in. I put all the nice stuff in there, and I put all the money in there. I build about ten offices. The money just goes down. I'm like, but the people are in there. Why is it going down for? And it just kept happening over and over again. And in the end, I just like, oh, I'll come back to this later on. It's getting too hard. But, but the thing is, if you build something, like say you built like a single layer lobby and then you built offices on top of that and then you started doing well, could you take those offices out, yeah. build a second layer lobby and then put offices on top of that? Yeah, you probably can, but I've not tried that yet. I got yeah, cause if you can, Yeah, because if you can renovate, then it might be that you have to micromanage straight away. So you're doing it floor by floor yeah. as the money builds up gradually. Well, I've just been looking at pictures of it and I've noticed in this, you don't actually have to build one tower. Some people have done a tower for offices and next to it, they've done a tower for for houses, you know, and then they've mm -hmm. had, maybe I might try that because maybe I'm just trying to come with a mind from playing another game. You should yeah. check a manual out. You know, like I'm looking at pictures and some people have just built loads of little offices. Maybe that's what I'll try. But yeah, people, it's called Project High Rise. It costs £5.24 on sale at the moment because the Steam sales are on. But it's normally £14.99, so I got it pretty cheap. But yeah, check it out. They've got a bundle as well. Um, and in the bundle, you get you get a couple of extra DLCs for it. But, you know, it's a game that I really, really would like to get far into. I can see so much stuff there as well. Like, you can see all the stuff that you can't have yet. Yeah. You know, like there's a DLC, Sky Vegas, like Las Vegas. And you can put casinos and stuff like that in. And also another thing I noticed is on the workshop, obviously they couldn't get away with it. On the workshop, you can get like all your real restaurants like Nando's, McDonald's and stuff like that. You can put banks in and there's so many downloads because it's obviously just a 2D flat square, isn't it? And it's got stats yeah. behind it. I thought that was another really, really good thing, you know? Yeah. That you can have all these shops and really focus on building this massive high-rise block. You could put your own shop in there. Do a extreme PC computer shop, put it yeah, in there. That'd be wicked, wouldn't it? Yeah. Would have to be a sellout. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's Project High Rise. Check it out, people. Let me know what you think. And if you've played it already, maybe you can send me some tips over because I'm crap. <laughs> put it blunt. But yeah, that's that's the only game I've played really this month. Them two games. I've got a few more. I've been playing Battlegrounds so much, but I've got a few more I'm going to get cracking on with, which I bought on the Steam sales. Right, Jance, on to you. What have you been playing, dude? Well, I've been playing two games this month as well. Main game that I've been playing that I've been waiting months for is Tekken 7. Yeah, I love that and game. As soon as I saw that they were doing a Tekken 7, I was like, I've definitely got to get that because the last Tekken I had was Tekken 4 and I've literally played that game to death. And then since then, I've, I haven't bought any fighting games. Is that the PlayStation 2 version? Yeah. yeah. I think it was... Was it PlayStation 2 or 3? Polygon version. Yeah. Where you've got, no, like, like Law's legs are, like, sort of just rounded shapes. <laughs> yeah, it weren't that bad. <laughs> I remember it being that bad. It's normally you remember <laughs> games being really good graphics. But yeah. I, and I always remember King having a really detailed head and his body was really crap. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, when they punch each other, sparks come out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Tekken 7, that is a wicked game. Yeah. The thing is, it's like the build up to it. Well, the, we, build up, the build up when I came to you. Yeah, like we played it at the show. <laughs> and that, that was the first time we had seen it at a show. And they had a proper setup, proper arcade setup where you had two seats, 
two joysticks with the big buttons. Yeah, the big massive joysticks. Nice. Yeah, and then they had the separate screens, and it it was built like a proper arcade, yeah. and there, there was a massive queue for it. This um, was built to be in Namco, weren't it? Yeah, it <laughs> it was a proper like full on arcade built in speakers and everything. Uh, really loud and, as well. Bass boxes a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah when we got there it was a, a woman who was sorting it out and then we had our yeah, t-shirts like a rep weren't she for him yeah and we were chatting to her about it because we had our stream pc t-shirts on and we were telling her like what we do and stuff and i was saying to her yeah look i'm i'm well good at this game i've played it for years <laughs> and never be like, big-headed and then she's like, look, you two get on. Like, I'll make a space. You two get on next. And Meanwhile, then we got I'm on going, I don't really want to play it. I really don't want to play it. Yeah. Yeah, so Nick's like, oh, Tekken's not really my thing. Like, I'm, it I'm just going to It wasn't it was not my thing. It's more of a case of there was 50 people standing behind us. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. She's like, go on, have it out, both of you. Go on. You can see you're going to win. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't really like doing that in front of everybody. Yeah. But then I got roped into like, it. But then she was like, well, egging us on. And then like came up to our turn. We got on there. and I hadn't told him that I played this game before anyone. He didn't know. And in my defense, when I played the game for the first time, there's a lot of new characters in this game. I managed to get my character. Yeah, but they all look different. So I'm who do you think I picked? I have no idea. I'm not not well into fighter games, but tell me. I'll switch him off. That's like me saying, have you ever played Street Fighter? No, I never played it. Oh my god. Really? Sack him. Yeah. Yep. Not a true gamer. You've got to at least play a fighting game, even if it was just down the chip shop. I was just about to say exactly the same thing. You never went to the chip (laughs) shop and had to wait for your chips. He's like, let me up next. His winner stays on. Street Fighter. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. There was always a guy in that the chip one. shop, wasn't there, as well, that always managed to smash the crap out of that Mercedes in no time. Yeah. And you'd be like, how is he doing it? <laughs> yeah. You'd probably have an E-Honda or something with yeah. a hundred-hand slap. <laughs> Tim Ross yeah, has gone quiet, look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when we were at this show, like when we sat down to play, obviously you straightway picked Law. Fair enough. I obviously, thought we've got a crowd Law. behind us. You've got to go for the one you know you're going to win with. Yeah. And then I wanted Horang, and I knew that that was my best player. That's who I'm going to pick. And as soon as this screen came up, it had a countdown on it. So you basically had 10 seconds. I got mine in time. Yeah, you got yours in time because Law looks like Law. Horang didn't look anything like the old Horang. So I'm going across, (laughs) going across, going across. And then when the time ran out, it just randomly picked whoever I was on at that point who now I can't even remember who it was. So when the game started, I thought, I have no idea how to use this character because I've never seen him before. So we started playing and like you beat me. Over and over again. Yeah. So it's best out of three, but you beat me twice in a row and then we were out. And then (laughs) it's like the woman's a bit like, oh, I thought you you were good. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I am. Never boast, never boast. (laughs) But the thing is, I couldn't get my character. But then he looked uh, even worse, people, because he was like, he had a really poor excuse of why he lost. He's boasted about how good he was, and now he's like, yeah, but I couldn't fit my head. No time, no time. It just like went away with his tail between his legs, <laughs> sulking. Didn't hear about that. The whole day we heard about him, how he should have picked the right character. You're bitter to this day. 
No. The only reason it ever came up was because you kept telling everyone how you beat me. And then I had to keep saying, yeah, but you beat me because I didn't pick the character I wanted. <laughs> and then to be fair, we did. We, we've been we've been playing Tekken a lot recently. Yeah, like we've been taking it to the shows with us. And, and he keeps beating normally, me. <laughs> normally we'd have Street Fighter Five, and we've been playing that a lot, getting people over, interacting with like people at the show. Yeah. And everyone wants a bit of a challenge. Um, but because that's getting a bit old now, like we're using Tekken, and that's been drawing in the crowds because it's so new. Yeah, a lot of people there, it. yeah, hadn't played it, hadn't seen it. And it is funny um, though because everybody picks law. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's everyone's played it from like back in the day, and everyone knows law. They know how easy law is, and so everyone picks them. Yeah, to get back into the review of the game, it is as good as it used to be. They haven't done anything to yeah. really change the mechanics of it, the way it plays, the way it looks. It, it's the, way... the same sort of game, but with the graphics up there, how you'd expect them to be for a top-end game. Yeah. And they've they, they've, they, into it. Yeah, because they've basically just taken what they had already and they've just refined it so much. So everything about it, everything you can think of in that game has been made better. And... I'd say just in the versus mode. They have a story mode in this as well, but I'll get into that in a minute. On the versus mode, the graphics are amazing. And I've been playing it in 4K and HDR works with this as well. So that looks quite good. So everything about this game, the mechanics of it has just been refined that much that the fighting is a lot more accurate so when you're punching people when you're kicking all the contact looks a lot more realistic yeah it feels like you're really punching someone yeah yeah and the way they're stuck to the ground and the way they move what i've noticed from this version is the camera movement the camera movement isn't just looking from one spot it's like it's moving with everything yeah, oh, so it zooms as, in and it comes out and it's yeah and as you move to the left and right if the camera doesn't move just move left and right with you it kind of curves and, around yeah, yeah. Cool. and even as your character you can take side steps as well to like dodge attacks and as well with the uh, maps that you play on you can have different areas so as you go through the map selection it will show you a little grid on the side and it will show you the main area and if there's like areas attached to it. So, so you when see you're at, that from the main area when you're playing? Well, no, you don't see it. But because of that little grid, you know that in that map that you're playing, on the left-hand side, there's another room. So when you get to that point, if you punch someone and they hit the wall, they they'll go, go through. through the wall and they end up in another room. And then the fighting carries on in that other room. Oh, right. I thought you meant you can pick a map. So you're on the main map and you see a section over the back there. And you can pick a map which is from that view playing, looking back at this view. Oh, no, no, no. You mean an extension? Yeah, so like an extension to the left or the right. And so you might even have like a little cinematic sequence in between as well. So if you punch them through the wall, they fall through the wall, but then they slide down a slope and then through the floor and land in another room. And then you end up in that room with them. That's a pretty cool touch. Yeah, and... As well, like things within the map are interactive as well. So if you punch someone and they hit something, that will break. So 
it's not like you can pick anything up and use it, but it gives it that realism that if there's like a, just say like a table and you fall into the table, the table will break. Yeah. And like things like that are quite cool because it just gives that gives more realistic extra, feeling. Depth, it, to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about that is, is exactly how it was before. And the same, like how you do your combos, like the, the buttons that you use, the sequence you use, any it's two buttons the in the direction. Yeah. And then you've got how you start a combo and then how you carry a combo on like that as well is still the same. So I don't know if the exact buttons are the same, but the sequences that you have to do and the timing well, you to have be to fair, do. you've got the same buttons on the controller now as you would have had in Tekken then on the PlayStation. Yeah, no, but I mean, if it's like XX now and back then it was YY. Yeah. So it, it, if, if you knew, if you were good at it before and you knew the sequence and the timing and things yeah. like that, you can jump straight into this and yeah, but pick I think it up what straight they've done is they've kept, they've kept it so, like people like me, Law was the one I always used. So yeah. when I get the controller now, even though I haven't played this game for 10 years or whatever it is, I get straight back on and I think, hold on, Law used to, I always remember Law, I used to just button smash any two buttons, so it'd be them two or them two. And I got yeah. straight on this and done exactly the same thing. And it's, yeah. I'm back there straight away, but with new computer game. Yeah, and it's what they do with Street Fighter. You know that as soon as you pick it up, you can do a Hardouken by doing the semicircles. Yeah. And any anyone who plays the game knows that, and they can go anywhere, play any game, yeah. and do those moves. And it's the same with this. And I quite like that because I could just get straight into it and start playing it straight away without having to really think about it. But that's yeah. the thing, you want, you want this game to be like it used to be back in college when you used to play it. You know, you just pick it up and you just mash the buttons, play it, and, and you can actually do proper moves. You yeah. know, learn as you're playing rather than have to sit there. Like some games I've played before where you're looking at do this, do that, do that, and Mortal Kombat, learning the, the actual button smash all in one yeah. go. Yeah. But the thing is, with this, there are more complicated combos if you want to yeah. get into yeah. it and like actually learn the sequences and things like that. And you have um, build-up as well over time. I think it's when you're blocking, it actually builds up an aura around you, and then you turn red. And when you get yeah. to that point, you've got a button, and it's just a single button to release that combo. And as long as the other person isn't blocking at the time, you pull off this cinematic combo yeah. where it's got about 20, 30 hits in it, uh, and you probably take probably a quarter of their life away from doing that and that's pretty cool because then you know you can get that pretty good combo in there but you only have to hit one button but Set you just off. have to time it right what was you saying about the um the game mode because it's something i'm interested in yeah you've got story mode so it's basically you when you play the story mode it gives you quite a long cinematic of like the actual story Be of like the, the character yeah and the bad thing about this is that the cutscenes are really bad quality. And Have they been made like that on purpose, though, or not? No. It's just, it's low quality. Like, they could put, like, a grain effect to it to make it look old or whatever. Yeah. But you can tell that the contrast ratio on this was really low. So you, you've got a lot of, like, pixelation. Do you think they've done that, though? Because they've looked at the game and thought what most people want is to play each other, and then they've gone, right, we can add an extra mode in there, but we won't spend a lot on it. We'll keep it 
pretty low well, and small. It's just it's just the cinematic, isn't it? So they've they've made that animation, and surely they could have made it in a higher quality, and it's like they've just put it in the game yeah, in a lower yeah. quality. So when you're watching the cutscenes, you are a bit like, am I are my settings right? Because this doesn't <laughs> look very good. And it's even like when you're it's actually, that bad. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. What and, like just like the the resolution or really like it's like you're looking at the, the, the first Mortal Kombat or something. No, no, it's like the actual animation is good. It's all CGI and it, it looks nice. But the quality of like the resolution, it looks like it's about seven twenty. Okay. So okay. When I'm playing the game, I've got it set to uh, 4K and I've got the HDR turned on. So even when you're playing a versus mode, when the character comes out and they do a little routine and then it shows you the other character, they do a little routine and then the fight starts, that little routine they do is bad quality. So you're looking at that thinking, this looks about 16-bit. And then all of a sudden, the fight starts and it's like, bang. Instantly, it's like 4K, crisp, high resolution. And you're like, oh, that, that's a bit weird. It's just the quality of it is just jumping is from one to another. because you're playing in 4K and the game's in 4K, but then the cinematic's lower? It might be, but then... It's not optimized at, for 4K. Yeah, it might not be. But the, the thing with it is that it's a brand new game. And a lot of people are going to be playing it in 4K but, or even like 1440. So you would think that they they would compensate for people who have both resolutions. I don't know if I turned it down to 1080 if it would look any better because it looked bad. And for me personally, I'm not that bothered about it. So I, I'm, I'm making an issue about it, but I'm there to play the versus mode. Yeah, like, exactly, that's, that's why exactly I bought the game. why they've done it. And that's exactly what I said at the beginning it's because it's not very popular. It's not very important. So say they've only got a certain amount they can fit into that game or so much time they've spent on it. They're like, this isn't important. So get all the goodness into that part, but don't worry so much about this part. Yeah, but what you're talking about is an animation. Yeah, I it's get what like, you're saying. Once it's, it's done, like it's you, done in whatever quality yeah, they, it is. Yeah, they made that animation. So did they make it in 720? And then when you try and play it in 4K, it looks bad. But you'd think that... They're making an animation. They would have made it. it yeah, they they would have made it in a higher quality. But yeah, yeah thing that's is, a weird one. Yeah, it and the game as well. It's a sixty gig download. Yeah, and, but a lot of them are doing these massive gigs now to stop bloody um, pirating, isn't it? Because it takes too long to download. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. You I could read, still download a sixty gig file. Yeah, well, I read an article a little while ago about games being pirated and they're so worried about it at the moment that they think if they make the game raw like 60 gigs to download hmm. people will have more problems trying to download because when you do it from these torrent sites and that you actually suck from hundreds of computers don't you with the files all onto yeah. yours so that you can download all at once but hmm. apparently if it's if it's such a big download it's a lot harder and it takes a lot longer and a lot more effort and people on lower internet speeds will actually find it a lot harder to do. Okay. That's what I read something about anyway, but I don't know a lot about mm. it because I don't download these games for these things. So. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, but then if that is the case and say it's a 40 gig 
download and they've just stuck an extra 20 gig in there for that yeah. reason they've just taken up 20 gig of my ssd for no reason for no reason <laughs> and that's why i was so surprised that when i went to download this it said 60 gig and then i just thought okay there must be a lot in this and then when you get it you're like no it's it's, it's just a fighting game and even the story mode like the story is you fighting with the characters so they've just set up battles between certain characters to follow a storyline and then that's why you get the first cinematic that tells you like a background story and then it gives you the character and then that character is like he's come here to meet this person and he doesn't want to do what he wants to do so they're going to fight for it and then it sets up the fight and then you fight and then depending on whether you win or lose it brings on the next cinematic so yeah. For me personally, the story mode wasn't necessary. It's like you're you're playing matches that you could just play in a single player mode against the computer, but they've just chopped and changed certain matches yeah, to put a storyline along it. But the actual story is boring. It's like I just ended up just skipping <laughs> cinematics because they looked bad. They were boring, and yeah. you ju- you just lost interest straight away. So I was just doing it so that I could get so to the fight. The game, yeah. yeah, and um, the way the story mode works is that you pick a character, and then it plays their story. And then you probably get, I don't know, maybe four battles from that one character. Then it will bring you back to the character page. Then you pick the next one, and then you play their story. And then it's like so that it's through each bit. character. All they've done is then they've put a little bit in there. Because if you like a character, just so you can know a little bit about their history and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, it's not that interesting. So it's like, it didn't really need to be in there. Yeah, but that's the same as the Mortal Kombat one. Whoever watched that, the story mode, he was a bit like, yeah, whatever, carry on. Yeah. Just put me in the fight so I can get up the ranks. Yeah, you're just there for the again. fighting. And the... Yeah, it's yeah. like they, they put it in there, but they didn't need to because... Yeah it's not like you're getting more from the game because at the end of the day, you're not walking around, you're not picking stuff up, you're not doing anything. Yeah. You are literally battling the people you would battle in a single-player mode versus the computer anyway. Yeah. How much is this? It's thirty nine ninety nine. So it's full price. But yeah. You've got to it, expect that for Tekken, man. It's Tekken. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's worth the money. Like, I think this game is good enough to pay that kind of money for. So yeah. as soon as it came out, I bought it. And well, we got our use of it out of just playing it that one go with loads of people playing it with us. It was just, yeah. you know, constant when it stays on. Yeah, and everyone that came up was just, like, loving the game. Yeah. And everyone was commenting on, like, how good the graphics were. And this game does look amazing. And it's the story mode lets it down. But I don't, I, I, I don't think it lets it down. I think the story mode lets itself down, but it doesn't take away from the game. Yeah, you they don't care if it's there or not. No, yeah, yeah, I would rather not have it and have a smaller file size. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I need to do. Put it on there as an optional extra story mode. Yeah, yeah as an extra. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But, um, as well with this, they've got uh, online tournaments that they're doing at the moment as well. So if you are good, you can get online and you could play like verses against people online if you wanted just a one-on-one battle. Or yeah. you can 
enter these tournaments and the tournaments look like they're quite big as well so they're proper tournaments as well do you win anything uh, I think there are prizes so uh, I think there's cash prizes that's pretty cool yeah but like when we was first at the show I noticed that they was really backing this as an arcade they wanted it to be something that's like, like the sort of vibe you get around Street Fighter yeah you know everybody who's the best who wants to get there bring all their controllers down and their massive joysticks to play and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I, I don't think I'll get bored of this game anytime soon because there's so many new characters as well. So you've got... The thing that I love about this is you've got all your original characters and they're exactly how they used to be, but then they've put double the amount of new characters as well. Uh, and then one thing they've done as well, you've got this one character, I think his name's Akuma, and he's from Street Fighter. So you've got this single Street Fighter character that's now in the Tekken game. Yeah. I don't know if that's kind of opening it up to be another Tekken versus Street Fighter that's going to be like a DLC later on or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's quite interesting because then you've got a Street Fighter character that actually has Street Fighter moves. So you are doing Hadoukins and stuff. It's quite cool. Really? I didn't see that. I'll yeah. check that out. But yeah, Tekken, wicked game. Can't say nothing yeah. wrong about it apart from story mode. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd give it like, I'd give it like a ten out of ten because it does everything that you want from Tekken, but the story mode, it's just it, an extra. It, yeah, it's an extra that didn't need to be there, and I don't think like anyone's going to be that bothered that it's there or not. Yeah, cool. Right, Tim, what have you been playing? Well, the game worth mentioning. This month I've been playing is Steep. It's a game that came out in December last year. I got offered this and I I didn't actually take them up on playing it. Yeah. You should have. It's a massive... I just thought it was another one of them games. You know, sometimes every now and then you get like Goat Simulator and stuff like that come out, which is a bit of a Tony Hawk sort of game with a bit of a joke on it and a bit like... And when I first saw this, I had never seen it before. I never heard anything about it. It was before the the testing came out and I got a random email saying, look, would you be interested in playing our game? Blah, blah, blah. And I thought that it wasn't a very serious game. Well, it's a very serious game. Yeah, I, I think it's now. it's one of the most massive open worlds I've ever seen, actually. Really? Yes. The, the map is so huge. So huge. I it's actually it just uh, like runs that you did. Because when no, I saw it for the first just, time, I thought it was just like snowboarding and skiing. Yeah, that's what I thought, and, and I just put and it then, to one side. Yeah, and then you've just got like downhill runs that you just pick what one you want and you go downhill. And that's why I never really looked at it. Same as what I did. <laughs> well, so this 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 when this game came out, it actually had four sports. It had snowboard, ski, paragliding. And wingsuiting. Wingsuiting is like, what is it? Parachuting with some kind of special suit on so you can actually like navigate. Yeah, like a flying squirrel suit indeed, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But like it, a wingsuit. The map. Like the a map suit with wings. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> That's what no, it's called, no, a wingsuit. No, 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 it's not really wings. Because they have added, well, I'll come later to this, they have added a new sport now, which is actually wingsuiting with wings. It's with rockets and everything. Really? What about helicopter suit? No, no <laughs> helicopter for you. <laughs> <laughs> you could do helicopter uh, drops, though. You could drop yeah. anywhere on the map you want. Because Nick's got the... one of those hats with a little propeller on the top. <laughs> <laughs> Nick just likes to helicopter. One of them little schoolboy caps with a ha- with a yellow propeller. 
Yeah. <laughs> Jump out of a plane with that on. <laughs> no, actually, you're you're playing in two areas. It's uh, the Alps and uh, Alaska, and both of the areas are are made up of multiple mountains, actually, and the whole game is seamless from going into the map to uh, teleporting somewhere on the map itself. It's all seamless. There's no load times, nothing. So the whole map is accessible without any loading it's got times. Really, really good graphics as well, hasn't it? It's stunning. If you play this on 4K, your jaw will drop. The snow really? looks so real. I've been, I've been in like a, a really passionate winter sporter for over like what 15 years now, trying to go every year, like at least once uh, on a, a snowboard holiday. And this really gives me the feeling of being on a mountain. It's just like exploring the mountain. I can go anywhere I want. Also, switching from sport, it's you. Imagine you're snowboarding down the mountain. You you stop and you can press one button and you can instantly switch to paragliding or wingsuiting or skiing, and it's all seamlessly instantly. So it gives you that opportunity to find a nice spot at the top of a mountain where you could be snowboarding down. And then you're like, hold on a minute. I could just jump off the mountain right here and just fly. Man, I used to play this exactly like I would do like on, on a winter sport uh, holiday. Like you're standing on, on at the bottom of the mountain and you're thinking, looking at the map like, okay, we're going to start from the top and then we're going to go to there and then we'll take a left there and try to get next to these trees and blah, blah, blah. And you make up a whole line. Yeah. And then you actually, with this game, you can actually, okay, I'm going to snowboard to there, stop, then take my wingsuit, drop down a few hundred meters, stop again, and then... Uh, uh, Ride the thermic wind up the mountain with the paraglider and then ski the whole way down. This, See, yeah, this, this is pretty cool in VR, wouldn't it? This, yeah. this will be wow. You have a first person mode on this, and yeah. this is so insane. It's so, it's so when you do this while skiing, it's so fast, and yeah, it's, it's a really cool game. I really love this. I have, I think, more than 100 hours in this. Yeah, but the reason, yeah, yeah, but the reason I am playing this again this week is because they just released the extreme pack, and that consists of actually uh, four new sports. They have put in a sled. You say it? sled or sledge? How do you say it? Yeah, Eva. Like this little little wooden thing you ride on, you sit on. Yeah. They added speed skiing. That's actually skis with uh, a special paraglider. So it's skiing, but much faster. And if you want, you can just pull your, your, your trigger and then, yeah, you get lift. You can fly. You can paraglide and then land again on your skis and just ski on. And now they've added a rocket wingsuit. It's like a wingsuit, but with extra wings. Yeah, that, I don't that, know if you've seen that guy. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. That's where you can this, actually fly like a plane, isn't it? Man, you can fly. You can just fly straight up the mountain. It's just like being Iron Man through 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 the Alps. Yeah, it's insane, and it's pretty fast actually. And you have, if you press the right trigger, you boost, and you can do this unlimited. And if you press the the left trigger, you can actually break a little bit. So it actually. So what's your favorite almost, part of the game? My favorite part is, I don't know, just the feeling of being on a mountain. It's exactly like when we go to snowboard holidays and we go off piste and we're just exploring the thing. It's just like this because the map is so massive you can't un you can't imagine how massive this is. Yeah. You can go anywhere. And, and it does say it's got the biggest open world and you can explore your own way around the mountains and also it's a four can player bad you things can happen to you. Uh yeah, yeah, you can, can die you for it. No, that's the point. While they were while they were filming, and uh, apparently I read this on Reddit, while they were filming uh, 
a trailer or something for this in France or something. Actually, one of their um, how do you say this? People that were involved in making the film was actually a girl, I think, is a very good skier, got actually um, died in an avalanche. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's why I don't think there's any... Well, yeah, I don't know if that's a reason or what. Yeah, I think respect. it's in bad taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a clearly... I can clearly imagine it's it's that out of respect that they don't put anything like that in. But yeah, you can, if you fall, you know, you get, you can see how much G's you pulled on your fall. And if you, you pull too many G's, you know, then you, you crash. And if you pull like over what, I don't know, 100 G's, I think, then you're instantly dead. And, and you, really? but you just respawn. Yeah, yeah, you just get KO'd. And then you, you cannot go further. You just have to pick a spot on the map to respawn or start from the beginning so again. So is there missions you started from. or anything? Is, is it just open and free to do what you want or are you actually, actually trying to do something? It's open, free to do what you want. It's actually multiplayer, so you see other people on the map. Yeah, but what are you actually trying to do? Are you and trying to score so many you have, tricks? Or? You have all kinds of challenges and missions and stories like you have like mountain stories where the mountain is actually talking to you and guiding you along a story and you have to do some things you have to fly through there or and of course you have the, the, the normal challenges like tactical races like checkpoint races like yeah. there's you start on top of the mountain and they say okay at the bottom of the mountain you have the finish and it, you have to see how you get there fastest way possible and you have to figure out your own route you know have to try to get there as fast as possible and it's it's not so simple always because there are cliffs and you have to navigate your way through and is there a lot of unlocks um what do you mean like unlocks yeah like there's a lots of clothes, skis, clothes yes colors. yes 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 many 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 and costumes like you could be a unicorn or a dancing banana or <laughs> you can have like banana. a a Borat mankini on and things like really? that. And yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really crazy, actually. Yeah, so it when you play a thing. multiplayer with this, is it more like um, like a downhill race? No, it's all kinds of things. Like there's like downhill racing. There's like checkpoint racing. There's free ride where you have to be, where you have to take the, the most creative line and ride the spines of the mountain. And it's not about jumping or going fast or anything. It's more about control. I think I know how to ask the question that we're both trying to get across. Has it got an end game to it? It has so many challenges, and of course, you can you can complete all the challenges on every mountain. There are what's called points of interests, and when you you pass them, you you unlock them. It's like a little village, or like a a, a cliff, or like a I don't know an ice mountain mountain or something like that. You can unlock all those. So do you unlock extra areas then as you go? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have diff in the Alps. I think you have like eight or nine big, big mountains actually. And actually, you start on a mountain, and actually, it works. There are um, drop spots, drop zones. And it lets you. You have to unlock. You have to unlock, and you can do that with your binoculars. So you you look around and you see a drop spot, and when you're close enough, or when you go there with your parachute or whatever. You unlock the spot and you get so new you challenges that you can reach from that spot. So you have to try and do whatever you can to get to that place because it's on a mountain and you can you've got to try and yep. get up there or down there or. Yeah, I was actually playing it like that because you can just. I bought the game on like a pre-order or something, pre-order with a season pass, so I got like unlimited helicopter drop, so I can just click anywhere and on the whole map and it will just instantly put me there. 
But yeah. I actually played the game like starting from top of the mountain and then just taking your binoculars, looking where am I going to go? Oh, there's a drop spot. How am is I going to get there? Uh, just like in real life, you know. Real locations. It's based on real locations, yes, but they made the mountains playable. Like every part is kind of playable. Of course, there are parts like real cliffs where if you jump off with your skis, you you, you won't make it, you know. Yeah. yeah but so they, they if you take like a real out. mountain, you know, there's only like what ten percent that's actually skiable yeah. or even less. But this 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 is based on real mountains. So you actually have like Austria. We always go skiing in Austria, so I do recognize all the villages even. Sometimes they look even a little bit familiar, although they they don't resemble at all, you know. Oh, okay. But the layout sometimes make you look like okay, this is clearly like you know, modeled a little bit like Solden or something. Yeah, because I was thinking like um, it'd be quite cool if you are into your snowboarding and you've done it before, and then you could actually snowboard the runs that you've done. Like no, it's not like that. No, it's not no, like okay. that. No, no, no. It's based on the mountains. Like, for instance, if you have, I don't know, maybe the, the, the mountains in France are a little bit more rockier than the mountains in Austria or whatever, you know, and you yeah. see those differences. But They've just it's all it's clearly, de- yeah, 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 it's all clearly designed for, for making it playable. Yeah. Um, I just but if you, ever, if you ever snowboarded in real life, and especially if you ever went through powder snow or off-piste or whatever, no, you have to check out this game. You will, you will actually love this thing. Yeah, I've been snowboarding once in the Alps, and I did love it. But I was a beginner, so I wasn't, I wasn't going off piste. Um, but yeah. the cool thing also with this is that every ride you make, every drop you do, it's you can replay it. Even at the even if you play it for ten hours, at the end of those ten hours, you can still replay your first drop of the day, and. Out of every replay, you can make your own event. So say I, I go down one mountain and it was very epic, and at the bottom I say, okay, I want to make my own race out of this because this would be perfect for a checkpoint race. You click one or two buttons and bam, there's a checkpoint race. You can push this. You can you can challenge your friends to this. It becomes immediately like an online competition between you and your friends. You can say I'll make a tactical race or a checkpoint race or just for the for the most points while jumping or doing tricks or things like that. And it's it's really seamlessly. There's no loading times. There's nothing. It all goes instantly. It does yeah. sound pretty That's fun, pretty doesn't cool. it? Yeah. Even if you if even if you watch a replay and your friend is in the replay, you can even switch the view to your friend's view from yeah. your own replay. It's a very crazy I system. I looked this. it up on Steam, and do you know what it says on my screen? Fifty well, percent. This off. game doesn't look like anything you've played in the past. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's not an SSX tricky. Let me tell you this. It's more, it's more like we are really going down a mountain, finding paths. The challenges are also crazy. Like the more wingsuit realistic. challenges, there are yeah. some of those that you have to at least try five hundred times before you will even be close yeah. making it. Um, yeah, some you're just you flying, some, you're just you flying get, through the mountain through very narrow uh, rock passages, and yeah, it's a very hardcore like, action uh, game. Tony Hawk's, it's. They're fun, but they're really arcade, aren't they? Because a lot of what you do would be impossible to do in real life. Yeah. Like grinding along a rail for like 10 minutes, getting like a million points. Yeah, but it was cool though, wasn't it? Doing all them tricks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, this is obviously a bit more, more than the yeah. Like, yeah. simulation. Yeah. 
Not but it's really. not a true simulator, you know, it's no. not really hardcore. You could, it's still a little bit arcadey, but it just, I think they focus more. I think the team is also the I Ubisoft think it's the France. style that gives it that. Yeah, yeah, also. The team who makes it is, they're from, uh, Annecy in France and they actually live next to the mountain and they're all like passionate snowboarders and skiers. So they really have a passion about mountains and I think they're trying to make this feeling come across, you know. Yeah. yeah. The vastness between... of a mountain and, and yeah. being there and, but also, if I see my friends online, I can just jump into their game seamlessly, and, and, and yeah, it's and well, like you said, very at good the design. It's fifty percent off, so you're twenty-two yep. forty-nine instead of forty-four ninety-nine. Yeah, indeed, and I saw so, that you can get this the the season pass with all the downloadable contents quid. and everything. What sixty quid? No, yeah. the season pass itself for five euro. Really? And the game itself for twenty-five euro. So for thirty euro, what is that? Twenty-five quid. You yeah. actually have the game with the whole season pass, with the winter pack, with mm. the extreme pack, the the first pack, the Night Rider pack. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you, you, you play would this love... with a controller. I played this with a controller. Yes, it's really yeah. a controller. So game. is this Especially something that, in. Is this something that cause we're about to get onto the community section in a second? Is this something that in the community anyone else that's willing to play this? could get into some kind of team with you or connect yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. You just it's it just works like it's all to run through this Uplay uh, app. But oh, if you are okay. friends with me, yeah, yeah, but it's not so bad. <laughs> it's not so bad. Just like a Steam. If you're friends there, you can just see your friends in game in a little menu and you can even see what your games you what your friends are playing. You can jump into them. You can see also the challenges they made and you can play their challenges also. Yeah. So you can even say like, hey, mate, today I made a really nice wingsuit challenge. Check it out tonight. And you can go on and you play it yourself. And yeah. next time I get on, I can see that you broke my record. And, and it's all about like Yeah, and then you can just keep fighting backwards and forwards. Yeah. But yeah, that's And like cool. I say, you can, make a, you can make your own challenge or whatever from every drop you make. Yeah, that so does it's, sound cool. it's actually a never-ending game. I still think that it's not the kind of thing that I'd get into. Not because I don't like it, but just it's not my kind of scene for gaming. Yeah, it does sound fun, and the graphics look yeah. amazing. I, I could play this, but I don't know if I'd want to spend 30 quid on it. Yeah. Yeah, For me, it was well worth it. I bought a pre-order season pack. I think I paid like 60 or something for it. Yeah. But, but yeah, The minute at... I saw that they were going to make this game, I was so hyped already about it. When I saw how the mountains looked and how yeah. the animation of you snowboarding especially looked, you know, you sliding through the snow and how the snow reacts and... Yeah, it really gives say, me the yeah, feeling like being there. The way the snow moves around your skis yeah, and exactly. like your snowboard, it is really good. But the thing for me is I'll look at this and say, this is probably a £30 game. It's probably worth that money. But for me personally, I, don't, I wouldn't pay £30 for it because I don't think I'd get my money's worth. Yeah, it's, so, it's an at least, I think, at least a 50-hour game trying to unlock all the mountains. Yeah, I don't think I'd last that long in it, though, to be fair. Yeah. It's down I think to if, personal preference, isn't it, again? Yeah, because I'd think if this was the kind of thing that three of us said, oh, let's get on and have, like, a race, then it would be a bit more fun for me. But I think if I was playing this on my own, I'd probably get bored of it quite quickly. Yeah, but that's the thing. You can also the the single-player challenges, or how do you call them? You can also do them co-op with your friends. I can just jump into your game, and you're playing this challenge. Bam, I will join your challenge. You'll see it on your screen. Like, Tim just joined your channel challenge, yeah. and you see my points. You see your points. It, it makes a little competition yeah. between ourselves. So see, it is actually quite like that. 
Yeah, because it's like racing games for me as well. Like if I, if say I got Forza, it's like I'd play it in the beginning and I'd be like, yeah, this is really good. Looking at all the different cars and things like that. But then after yeah. a while, I'm like, oh, I'm a bit bored of it. Yeah, you get bored of it. But as soon as someone comes on and plays with me, I'm back into it 100%. So yeah. if it's the same with this. I think I'd play it for a while on my own and I think the graphics and everything would be really good. But I think it would be more that I'd want to play with other people. I have a few people that have this, so I'm always playing with other people in this game. Yeah. It's always pretty nice and always very funny moments you have with this. Mm. People crashing hard and doing dumb things. And Well, yeah. I, saw, I saw your video where you were doing the paragliding, skiing, and then you landed and did about 50 cartwheels. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that was a pretty, that was hardcore tomahawking. I never did a tomahawk <laughs> like that. Eh? Yeah, nice. the crashes. Also, when you do replays, you can do it in super slow motion. You have a, a whole director mode. You can move the whole camera around during replay. And yeah, it's a well good game. You should give it a try, Jansen. I'm sure you will dig it. Yeah. Well, I'll maybe if, 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 the, if the price goes down. Yeah, then um, try it. I'll, yeah, I'll probably give it a go. Cool. All right, a steep. Yes. Steep mountain. By the way, they're also gonna. That's an, another extra thing. The, the final thing. Uh, in December, there's the Winter Sport Games in Pyongyang. What's it called? China. They are actually releasing in steep the whole Winter Games. So every sport will become available. All the Winter Sports uh, things will become available in steep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Something to look forward to for you. Yeah, they released that on uh, E3. Yeah, the winter games and things like that, like track and field from back in the day, they were always good fun games playing multiplayer. Nah, they used to kill your hands, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just nah, pure fun. Nah, I loved it. Nah. Back when I was playing track and field on the NES. doing the shot put and you just keep throwing it behind her. Yeah, well, you're doing the hurdles and you're like tapping one button yeah, to run through, yeah. and then you tap the second button to jump. <laughs> we did it with a lighter. Yeah, no, no. that was killing him. You move the lighter very fast over the buttons, you could do it very fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, move on. That's steep. Small. Should we get into some questions? Yeah, do it. We, get, well, like I said before, we had loads of questions, so we've picked the the topmost questions which we picked out. So if your questions ain't on it, just let us know. We'll put them on to the next one. Right, let's get into them. First one is from Christian, and he says, "What are your E3 impressions? Which games got you excited?" Personally, only Skyrim VR got me excited, but I have a rift, so of course Bethesda is doing themselves exclusives where Oculus is the poor child. What are your thoughts on all these timed exclusives? So, what's your thoughts, boys? Well, the thing at E3 that I was most interested in was uh, Anthem. So, they were releasing like the first trailer for it, I'd seen like pictures and stuff like that before and everyone talking about it, but then to see the actual full trailer, this game looks amazing. And yeah. If if anyone doesn't know what it is, it's it's a lot like Destiny, but it looks like it's gonna be a lot better. Open world. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really amazing. The That's trailer the I love open worlds and because obviously games are coming more and more forward and open worlds are becoming more and more popular. It's like I'm opening up to all these new games of open worlds. Yeah. And the thing is, they've, they can make them good now because PCs are getting a lot better. You don't have to load maps in sections. You can load this yeah, whole seamless. open world and you can have it textured and you can have 
lighting effects, weather effects, uh, interactive animals and people in the world as well. Yeah. And I think that's why now you get a lot more because they can do a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna say, but what's your view on? Because um, in the question it says about basically he likes Skyrim VR, and that's why he's got a rift and that. But with Oculus, there's there's now timed exclusive. What's your view on that? Yeah, I think it's because they have a lawsuit going on between Vive and uh, and, and Oculus. Yeah, but if you've so, got an exclusive to one of them, it is going to be a pain in the ass for either yeah. side. Always, exclusives are always a pain in the ass. Yeah, they're, they're always going to have exclusives because it's the same with having a console exclusive, PC yeah. exclusive. It's always yeah, going to happen. Over, yeah. yeah, because like people are going to do it to sell machines and the developers are going to have contracts with Sony, Xbox and like Microsoft and things like that. So they are going to pick and choose who they go with because developers are probably going to make more money out of it. Of course. What would and, you do as a developer? Yeah. If so, Sony would say, well, guy, if you put your game for three months exclusively on our platform, we'll give you, the, I don't know, double the money. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, at the end just, of the day, it's all business, isn't it? Yeah, for it's them. something that's destined to happen and there's no way around yeah. it. It's, yeah. yeah. At least at least it's a timed exclusive. That's better than an exclusive. Yeah, that really yeah exactly. Timed yeah. exclusive, you can still play after a while. Yeah. And the thing is, I always think to myself, like, it, it's not that big a deal to me because a lot of the time... Like when it was console, it was like, if I really wanted to play that game that's only on Xbox, You'd I'll buy, buy an Xbox. Yeah, it's not yeah. that simple though with this sort of equipment. Is it? Yeah. No, I don't know. It's, it's the same for me. Like I also would want to play some PlayStation games, but now to really buy a PlayStation and to invest like what, I don't know, yeah. if you have to buy a game and everything, you're looking at like 250 euro minimum for but, but to play a game. Say we're talking about Oculus and we're talking about Five. Do you think... I honestly don't know yet, but do you think there'll be a way in the future? You know, like you used to crack your PlayStation and you'd play all the games and you could watch, like, you could play games from different areas and stuff on it. Do you yeah. think that sort of stuff will happen with these Oculus and Vives? I think there already is. I think there, there is, is third-party yeah, uh, yeah. software that can let you play uh, Vive on Oculus and Oculus on Vive. I think with this lawsuit going on, it might actually become the other way around now that they will well, actually they actively program a game that it will only work on one specific thing oh really not the other yeah. way around where they'll make it and it'll work on everything exactly including well, third parties i think that's really also the case why why skyrim will be an exclusive and i don't know if it was skyrim or fallout but there was even words that it would be an, a really exclusive that it would never that it wouldn't be even playable with the other headset do you know what though? i was thinking earlier as well you know i said earlier about fallout 4 and being in the 3d world and saying i completed skyrim but the graphics are poor and that I, that's actually a lie because skyrim actually recently brought out the brand new version didn't they it's yeah. all been updated. Yeah. yeah. Graphics overhaul. So maybe I could go back to that as well, because that would be amazing as well to be in. Cause I, remember I don't know I, if they can pull that off in VR already. Nah, they can, dude. I remember playing. Have you played Skyrim all the way through? Not all the way through. Yeah, well, I, I remember getting get lost to a part, like you said, on Steep, where you're at the top of a hill, like a mountain, and just playing it on. An, and I was playing it on a 1080 TV then, and it was like I felt. Like I was looking down That's the hill, you yeah, know, depth yeah, to yeah, it, yeah. and you know. But so... I think the, the the VR version will be not that high of a quality version. I think because I don't think that you, you will have the power for it. I've got the power. I've got the power. 
That was my cue to sing. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, at the end of the day, business is business, and that's that's all you can say about it, really, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it just it sucks. It sucks. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It sucks until someone some... comes out with some kind of... Uh, Everything should be cross-platform on every console, PC, yeah, but whatever. I did hear something about like the future of VR, that there was going to be this open-source software that yeah, everyone yeah. was going to like convert to. Because it's cheap. Yeah, and then all everyone would be building their games around this open-source software, and it didn't matter what VR headset you had, you could then play these games on it. Just like so, getting Linux on your computer. Exactly. Hmm. And you'd probably still get the exclusives where um, like Oculus would probably team up with someone and say, this is just for us. But the majority, say like 70, 80% of all games would work across all VR. Yeah. Do you know what? To me, I don't really care, to be fair. All I want to do is buy my Vive and get Skyrim and Fallout 4 on it. And I'm quite happy. You won't see me ever again. No, I'm really, I'm really not. Uh, I really don't agree. I really want this VR to become something. And right now, I feel this, this, this current generations. That's not really it for me yet. Really? Um, yeah. But do, I, do you me know and what? Have used it, and it is pretty mad. It is pretty what? mad, but it still has its flaws, and they need to work out these flaws first, and then I will probably get one. Like See, a wireless. Saying... It, it has to be wireless. This cable, it annoys yeah, me. Five is wireless now. Yeah, that's what I mean. But the the next generations will get better and better, and that's why I want that yeah. not only that it's not only exclusives because it's not going to do the, the the market any good actually. See, because people are saying like with the VR, like it's got to a point where it's good and it works, and everyone's liking it. I'm like, but it. it's it's not progressing enough that it's gonna like stay like around for long and. But then people are just looking at it on a game point of view. Yeah. But there's so many more applications yeah, exactly. like VR. The medical so, use. Yeah. So that's why I think VR will stick around because it's not just designed for games. If the game community is actually moving quite slow, yeah. there's a million different applications. You're just talking about remote. You know, what like you doctors do remote operations from somewhere else. So a doctor here who's head of his game doesn't have to fly out to some country he just yeah. gets on his headset, he gets on his tools, and that machine at the other end is working. He's working from there. Yeah, That's it doesn't I've even have to be remote. Like it's that. like yeah. it could be like in schools as well. Yeah. Like um, you get like a, a classroom of children and they're saying, like, today we're gonna we're gonna learn about the Serengeti. And rather than showing them a video on a little fifteen inch screen, they all put on headsets and they're there. And they're looking around and they're saying, look, we're going to go on a safari. You're going to see the animals. You're going to go. Yeah, but there's other ways as well. Like, could you imagine, like, a lot of countries don't have schools and stuff, you know? They just, Mm -hmm. they could invest these instead of having a school and having the teachers being trained and all that. And then they just log in to one teacher who's virtual and anyone in any place, you know, even weren't schooled from home or whatever, you can learn. You could put videos up. You can do everything from in there. Yeah. But that's yeah. It. yeah, this is the potential of VR, and that's why it makes me laugh when people are like, "Oh, the games that are coming out are too slow. VR is going to die before it even started." Yeah, I think well, that's ridiculous because VR wasn't invented just for games. Yeah, now that's cool. I think yeah. we've answered the question. Yes. Well, I was well excited at three three for uh, Sea of Thieves. Sea you of guys, Thieves. not? 
Oh yeah, yeah. playing pirates. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. got to be honest. E three. I've been so busy the last. No, I don't know why E three was on. But I didn't really. I normally watch it and I watch all the TV channels back and I listen to all the uh, different conferences and all that. But this time round, I was so busy that I was just picking up on bits and pieces that you lot were putting in the chat. So you'd say, oh, this looks good. I'd look it up quickly and have a quick look. And this Sea of Thieves, the graphics didn't look all that good. That's true. But For me, it was just like, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be well funny playing with it. All of us on a pirate ship. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, hilarious, I think. Yeah, that, that would be cool. I, I'm, I'm definitely up for getting that game to, to have, a, have yeah. a go on that. It's like when we were talking about Red Dead Redemption and we were saying... We were talking about like having a cowboy game that we could all get into, play like multiplayer, yeah. and how fun that would be if a group of us are just going across fields and stuff Desert, in, on, on, on horses. horses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but can you imagine that in VR? Five of us riding horses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that cool. Star Trek bridge crew in VR. Yeah, that, cool. I like the look of that as well. Yeah, Star yeah. Trek looks, looks funny. Cool. Yeah, one, one other thing about E3. Twitch. Sorry? I could imagine. What? Sorry, I just had a really funny thought. I could just imagine <laughs> us, yeah. We've all got our VR on, four of us in our own houses, yeah. And we've all got our own, our own thing on the bridge. I could imagine me looking over to the chat Come on, you idiot, press the bloody button. Press the bloody button. What's wrong? In front of you. Look, it's in front of you. And we I have to look, make hands the leader. We have to make hands the leader. We will be so pissed when everybody does the wrong things. <laughs> <laughs> So unprofessional. Uh, <laughs> yeah, could you imagine though, looking over in your computer and saying, no, it's in front of you. Press the yeah. red button, the blue button. Well, funny. But looking over at you and you look like Captain Kirk and you look at me <laughs> and I look like Uhura. <laughs> but it would be mad if you could like do gestures and that, like you're moving your arms and stuff. It'd be well yeah. funny. Yeah. Sticking your fingers up at each other and that engage. Apparently in the Star Trek uh, VR, when you, your arms are always stuck to the table. So if you move back in your chair, your arms just get longer. So you can have these really long arms. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really weird. <laughs> so this thing alone. Uh, but yeah, I've watched, I've watched a few people on Twitch um, that have been streaming it and it does look pretty good. Yeah. One other thing about E3, you have you guys have to check out the press conference of Devolver. It's only like, I don't think it's even 15 minutes long, and it's a pre-recorded press conference, and they're just a really tiny indie game developer studio, and they just take the piss with all the big, the big developers. Their press really? conferences, yeah, yeah, it's just like they the hype for nothing. You know, the hype for nothing. And they're yeah. like, they're like, you have to, you have to literally throw money at the game to level up. So you see a guy sitting in front of a monitor and they give him a big stack of, 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 of money. And then he, he's literally throwing money at his monitor. And then you see his character in the game leveling up, you know, <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's really like with lots of blood and gore and what's it called? Devolver. Devolver, yeah, watch it. It's so epic. It's the best out. key conference I've ever, uh, the press conference I've uh, ever look, seen from any game. Yeah. yeah. Right. Do it. We need to move on. Next question. See. The next question is from Slim Timmy. Uh, he says, here's it's a question me. for the podcast. What's that? <laughs> it's not me. No, it's not you. You'd be fat, Timmy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> here's a new question for the podcast. What the hell is Bitcoin mining and what does it mean and what do you do? What do you get from it? The more I read, the more confusing it is to me. And then he says, hell y'all may not even know yourselves. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> the American accent. 
But yeah, this so is that something... you were looking into a Bitcoin mining the last days. I no? heard something about these Ethereum or Lithium or whatever they are coins, and I've heard loads Ethereum. of Ethereum, Ethereum, whatever you want to call them, because you get the Bitcoin, the main one, and then you got all these other coins. There's hundreds of them. All they are is cryptocurrency, so it's just like normal money, but it's not real. You can't see it, you can't have it. It's just all numbers. Now, we've been looking into this because me and Jansen was going to do this Bitcoin mining about a year ago. And I remember Bitcoins, when we was going to get into them, were £33 each for one coin. And you could mine them. Not many people were doing it at that point. And you could get a coin in not too, too much time. And what happens is, to do a mining, your graphics card, you use it to do calculations for other people. So you connect to the internet. And I don't know the, the, how the gubbins work and that. But you basically set your card up to do work for someone else. And I think it's like... Uh, hospitals and prisons and police and stuff like that isn't it you you're doing their like high calculations and then that gives you a return that's about right in it gents yeah that's one way of doing it because uh, i think there's a few different ways because one way is actually figuring out the encryption for the actual coins yeah because each yeah. coin needs its own individual encryption yeah, to make algorithm that coin yeah it needs to make that coin valid but and to keep so, it very basic, the basics of it is your graphics card works on 100% and you get a return on that graphics card working at 100%. Yeah, your graphics card doing calculations. Yeah, and yeah, every so now and then... So basically, you're renting out your graphics card. Yeah, or but if, that's if you're doing it where you get paid for your card to do it. You can do it yourself, but it's a lot more complicated. But the bottom line of it is your graphics card works hard and that in turn gives you a percentage of, of a coin... Or if you're on, in a pool, it will give you a bit, and between 10 of you, you'll get a coin. Or if you're doing it all yourself, and you've got lots of cards running, then it can drop a coin on its own. Now, you can mine coins like that and get them, or you can trade coins. This is what I've been looking into recently. If you trade coins, all you've got to do is set a wallet up, which is a digital wallet, which if you go anywhere on the internet, there's all different places that do it. And then you can just choose the coin you want to buy and sell, and you buy and sell it. And it's just like a stock market. So... Bitcoin, it's exactly like, was, like a stock market. Yeah, so Bitcoin, like I um, said earlier, when we was looking at doing it before, they were £33. They peaked at £3,000 last week, and now they've gone back down to about two and a half grand for one coin, which means if me and Jansen had mined 10 coins, we'd be, in, we'd be rich by now, wouldn't we? Yeah. But, um, if you sold it in time, that is. But it's yeah. all gambling. It's know? all gambling, that's true. Cryptocurrency. What, cryptocurrency? But yeah, from what, I, from what I've done with mine is, I, I pretty much watched the market and watched the Bitcoins go up. They went up to about, they peaked at like two and a half grand in the end, which they're at now. And then we was at a show and a guy came along and he was talking about them, Ethereum, what they called? I keep getting it wrong. Ethereum. Ethereum. And he was like, it was, and he was like yeah, yeah, they're going to they're gonna peak, they're going to peak, they're going to be really good. And they've recently gone up as well. But what you can do is you don't have to mine these coins. You can actually just trade them, which is what I want to get more into. And I think, Tim, you're getting more into the trading as well, isn't it? You're going to join a pool, apparently. Mm, yeah, a pool, but I'm not Yeah, You're going to get into the trading. It's like a stock market. You and you're going to do an trading. investment, aren't you, where you put in a certain amount of money, you get a certain percentage. Everybody yeah, you does get it a, together. So, yeah, exactly. And then at the end of the month, they bring it out and you get whatever you put in and a percentage yeah. on top. But yeah, for me... It's still always gambling, you know, if I, you're going to drops then you still won't get any yeah, money it is very much gambling because what i was going to go on to say is 
if a businessman with a million pounds decides he's going to flood the market with bitcoins or buy them all at one point, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. It's going to fluctuate really randomly. And it, what I've been doing is watching the cryptocurrency exchange every day. And every, it's got like a history of 24 hours. So if you're looking at Bitcoin, it will say in the last 24 hours, it's gone down 4% or it's gone up 10%. And there's some cryptocurrencies because there's about about a thousand different types complete all in together. And some of them have gone up 2000%. But I don't know how you get into trading these different types. So, yeah, well, I think it's exactly like the real stock exchange. You know, you're you're watching companies and you see, okay, Nike is going to do an investment and their stock is going to rise with ten percent. I have to buy now and then in ten percent sell. That's exactly yeah. the same you're doing then with bitcoins. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all watching, about research and keeping on top of it. Yeah, you have to do a lot of research, and I think checking this thing once a day will, really won't cut it. You need to because be you have to be on. Yeah, you need to be on top of it. You know. But it's you need like to be, okay, traders. there's a new Bitcoin coming out, okay, and it's, I see that it's risen already 3% in the last hour if I buy it now and check it for an hour. And I think you have to do it like that. That's, yeah. that's there, if you want to do it with selling and buying. There are other ways, though. Like what I started doing is using this program called NiceHash. It's called NiceHash Miner. And basically, instead of doing all these different codings and setting up wallets and setting this up and setting that up, all I've done is, and I don't even think I'm going to use it, but I've just done it to test. You set up on Google Chrome a wallet from Jax. I don't know if you've done this, Tim. J-A-X-X. Yeah, but I don't know. If I would make a wallet, because a wallet means the thing where you save your your yeah. your digital money, and so that's really important, yeah, I would really do it on you. an... Yeah, yeah, I would do it on an encrypted, uh, special USB stick for yeah, it. Yeah, because do it does sound confusing, but you can get a USB stick. You plug into your computer... And that's your wallet and it's encrypted. So when you take it out, it's not connected enough and no one can get into it and yeah. you're pretty safe. And we're not experts in Bitcoin mining, but we've been fiddling around and it's just something that interests us. So we want to know how it works. But like I said, this nice hash miner, you could download this app to the computer. You download your wallet from Jax onto Google Chrome in the Google Chrome store. It's like an app. And then literally it lets you rent out your, your graphics card or your CPU. So you literally double click the button, it loads up and then it will say to you, do you want to use your graphics card or do you want to use your CPU? You just click mine and it starts. It does all the start up for you, everything like that. And then your, your graphics card will start working. You'll hear the fan coming on a little bit and it will just start running. And what it does, it, it projects. So it will say for the next 24 hours, you, and like my 1080 Ti will earn £5 per day. That's a 24 hour. And what it is, I won't, it will pay you in Bitcoin, but it's going to pay you a percentage of a Bitcoin. So I can earn five pounds worth of Bitcoin every night. When I get to three thousand pound, I'll have one coin because Bitcoin is not actually trading in just straight coins. It's done in the percentages. So I can buy like 0.0111 of a Bitcoin. You know, you can buy any amount of one coin, which hopes not too confusing. If you, you get what I mean, don't you, boys? Because yeah. at the end of the day, with physical money, you can have unlimited amount of money. If they needed more money, they make more money. But with Bitcoin, it's limited. So say there's like 100 million Bitcoins, yeah, that's exactly. it. Once it gets to 100 million, it stops. Yeah. So then if they have to then spread that out, they have to then start selling fractions of a coin. Yeah. And that's what happens with this NiceHash. It works and it gives you a guaranteed amount that you will win and you can switch it to project 
So if I don't get the five pound in the 24 hours, then it will switch off. If I do get the five pound or more, it will switch on. And then you get that and you transfer that into your wallet. And then that becomes a tradable amount that you can trade Bitcoins. And then what you do is with that, you can then watch the market and put it in and out. So in a nutshell, what I was doing was I didn't want to put money straight down in a wallet, like real cash, like out of my bank, put 50 quid in. Because you can do that. You can buy 50 quids worth of shares in it. And then when it goes up, pull them out again. I didn't do that. What I've been doing is I'll run this for a little while. It will make like a fiver or a tenner. With that fiver or tenner, I put it into my wallet, which is a digital wallet. And then I will put that onto a cryptocurrency, which is low. And then when that comes up, I will then pull it out and make a little bit of profit. And it's like a game, just buying and selling, buying and selling like you're in the stock market. And Could you do this whilst you're playing a game? So could you run your graphics card mining whilst you play a game? I don't know how it'd work no. because it would, you probably could, but it'd probably yeah. just mm. one of them, the game or the, or the uh, mining, one of them would lag out. Because I was thinking, like, if you didn't want to leave your PC on 24 hours a day running at 100%, if you went on your computer to play a game, then you start that in the background. So whilst you're using your computer, it's actually making you money at the same time. Now, so even if... Your card can only work at 100%. And if you've got two things wanting to use it at 100%, it's going to knock it to 50 each, isn't it? So one's going to lose yeah. power. Exactly. Yeah, but if you don't mind doing that, then obviously if you're playing something that's not too graphically intensive or you yeah. kind of turn your settings down, you could play a game and then you have that run in the background because your computer's on, it's yeah. running, well, the you're using it. only going to go as fast as it's allowed to go, so yeah. it, it'll so, balance. Yeah, so even if that is saying... At 100%, you'll get like £5 a day. If you're playing a game, it might put it down to £3 a day. So I'm, I'm just thinking on terms of rather than leaving your computer on running constantly, yeah. if you're just putting it on whilst you're using your computer, then you're kind of making a bit of money yeah. See, in the background. It all depends if you want to leave your graphics card running at 100% because the, the longer you leave it running at high power, the shorter the lifespan of the card. Yeah. I can make £5 a day from my card, single 1080 Ti. So I can make, what, 35 quid a week, which over a month, I think over a year, it's about two and a half grand. So over a year, it seems all right. But that's running it every single day for 24 hours a day, which is pretty For long. a year. Yeah. And you've got to think, will it last a year? Yeah, but what running. I did think about what could be worth it is, if I spread the cost of my graphics card, because I often just put mine on like finance, and I'll just what I'll do is I'll pay 30 quid a month for my card, and then when it gets to the end of the year or halfway through and a new card comes out, I'll sell my card off, pay it off, get the next one. So I've always got the most expensive card in there for someone buying it on a personal level, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Now, what I worked out is that 30 quid a month, I was to mine whenever I'm in the house running around doing bits and pieces. I could probably get that 30 quid a month pretty easy because I can get 35 quid a week. So, you know, I could probably get 35 quid a month from my card and it would pay itself off so if i'm playing games in the daytime at night time and then when i get off and i'm going to bed or whatever i put it on for 12 hours while i'm asleep wake up in the morning you know by the end of the month i might have 60 quid that's a double payment paying that card so i'd pay it off in half the time so the card's paid for itself in that like in like three or four months and yeah. i thought that's one way of doing it but yeah. to be fair it is something that's very exciting because it's it's always got that little bit of adrenaline for oh what if i buy one coin that's 20 quid and then overnight it goes up to 600 quid you know there's a chance that that could happen it's very rare 
but there's a chance it could happen and it's that is what's exciting but that's also the same form of gambling which you yeah. get when you go in a casino and you think yeah but i could just get red or black you know and lose it all yeah so, so I, I used to trade in shares probably about 10 years ago and it's the same kind of thing you, you're looking for companies that you think are going to make more money so you're constantly on the internet reading forums, like keeping your ear to the ground to hear about yeah. new companies. That's that a full-time fine. hobby if you want to do that. Yeah. The thing is, you're and always you one that, stage you... behind someone else, which is annoying. Yeah, but that's it, because you've got people that are doing this full-time. You've got day yeah. traders, and they're yeah. sitting there with like four screens, and they're that that's their day job. And, and they know everything about the companies that's coming on, even like yeah. in, 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 in two months, this company is coming on, and it will be good, and... They already noticed. Because you know? I got like so into it that I was buying what's called grey shares, and I I found out this company was starting, and they had these grey shares, but they were only selling them to people that had shares in this other company. So I then had to buy a certain amount of shares in one company to get the grey shares in another company, and then at the end of it, both companies failed. So I lost all <laughs> my money. So it it is a gamble. It's you never know which way. Yeah, it's, it's like you say with the Bitcoin. Some millionaire can come and drop a bomb, and all of a sudden your coin went from three thousand pounds to See, yeah, two pounds. I'm not really yeah. into it, and I'm not really one for following really in depth. I'm sort of one that just sort of floats on the surface and does what I think at the time. But I was been looking at them over the last couple of days, and there's quite a few which have gone up. Like this one's gone up two thousand percent. One's gone up two hundred percent. But they're not ones that you can actually trade in yet. Because I think they have to get to a certain mm. level. But mm-hmm. what I did notice I would do is I would put a low amount of money in, say, 50 quid. I'd put 50 quid in and I would look for the one Bitcoin that is on minus in the red has gone down like 200 percent. Because I think if it's gone down 200 percent, it's got to go up at some point. So if I buy it while it's so far down, it's only got to go up a little bit for me to make a profit. And so yeah, what I would say, think, maybe it will go down more and it will stay at minus 600. Yeah, maybe. But my but logic well, tells when, me when things are so low as well, you've got to buy a lot because if you've got something that is like really low and it's worth like a penny, you buy 10 of them, you've got 10 P. But then if they go up to a thousand you've got like 10,000 pounds. But the thing is, it's like the jump has to be so big at that point to make money out of it. So yeah. you're kind of dealing yeah. in pen. But what I was you... going to go on to say is if you say I put in 50 quid, yeah, and it went up to 100 quid, it went up 50%, yeah, and I pulled it out. Mm. What I would then do is I'd take my 50 quid back out and then I would only use the money that's pure profit to make more profit. So that's out, a good of that, way to for out of the extra 50 quid, I'd put 25 in. And if that lost, then it's lost. But then yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, so you're always never going to fail yeah. completely. You've always got different layers of backup so you've got 50 pound there 25 pound there 25 pound there so i'm using the last 25 pound in the link and if that makes 50 pounds bang that goes back again to the next one news another 25 yeah. pound. and that's how but i would do it as a little game i wouldn't be going for millions i wouldn't put all of my money in on one i'd have it running on loads so i've got yeah. 10 coins running at once and i can just the ones that are going down i'm not going to pull the money out when it's down just leave it there and wait for it to go back up because it will at some point. Yeah, because that's no. playing it safe. Because yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people like put all their eggs in one basket kind it's of greed. Thing. Yeah, it's that kind of thing of like if if you want to get into it and you want to trade in like these cryptocurrencies, there's there's ways of making money in it, 
but you have to have the time and effort. It's not a case of I'll put a couple of quid here, a couple of quid there, and then I'll come back in a week and look at it. Because in that week, you could have lost everything. It could have peaked at a thousand pound, dropped to minus. Yeah. Like, yeah, but the it, thing it, I think is with the Bitcoin, now it can go up and it can go down, but over the last so many years, it's only gone up. And when it does go down, it p- always picks up and goes up again. So it's just a matter of holding on to your stuff. Yeah. yeah but but then the thing is, when are like, you going to sell it? Yeah? When are you going to do it? Yeah. This That's is the thing. It's like you need to get in there before it peaks. So you've already missed that because it's peaked. So when you're buying a coin now where you could have bought it for 30 quid, now you're buying it for three grand. Yeah. So you buy it at three grand and it's going to go up and down, but you, you buy it at 3000 pounds and you're going to sell it at 3002 pounds. So you've only made two pound profit on it. So it is that thing of like you can need to get at the right time and you've got to keep your eye on it constantly yeah. because in the beginning you could have bought loads of them at 30 quid and then just sat back and then they yeah, all but that's the gamble you take then isn't it you don't know yeah, if it was going to go but up. that's it yeah because if you're buying it early it could have been like bitcoin like but could have died by now and everyone who's put their money into it lost it all yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That Ethereum one now is what they're saying is going to be the next one underneath the Bitcoin, which is only 33 quid a coin. Yeah. So they I was say, going to buy a couple say. of coins and then just leave it in the bank. Leave it. Don't worry about yeah. it. But then, again, no guarantee. Yeah, yeah no guarantee. You're putting well, your money. Jensen bought the chairs in these two companies because he also thought of people were saying they, yeah. this is going to be the next big hit. Yeah. And what if you invest then in were to say ten thousand pounds? Yeah, but the difference with me flop, is the money know? I invest, I don't I don't invest it to make a hundred percent come back on it. I'm putting it in there with with if it if I lose it all, I lose it. That money's yeah. spare money to put in there to lose if I need to, but if it makes money, I'll just sit on it. Right, <laughs> let's move on. We've talked about this for ages. <laughs> Bitcoin money. <laughs> Hope that was uh, enough for the question. Right, the next question's from Bortopolis. And uh, he's got two questions because they came in at different parts of a discussion. So I picked them out and he says, all right, OK, I have a question. As I said before, my PC is built to upgrade and change as I go along. It's a bit down the line, but I'm looking to put in a custom loop cooling system. It's more for the look of awesomeness and interest of building one because I've never really need it. Is it worth including my GPU in the loop when designing it for when I do eventually try overclocking? Right. My view, I'll give first, and you two can tell your views after. Personally, if you're going to do a full system with a custom water cooling in it, it depends on money first. Because if you want to go for the ultimate cool look and the best thing for performance, I would put two loops in it with two RADs, and I'd have one loop going to the CPU to a RAD, and I'd have one loop going to the graphics card to the RAD. That is high-end stuff where you've got two loops going around the same system with two pumps and two res and all that. If you're just going to do the one loop, I would definitely get a different amount of RAD. So I'd have maybe dual 240 RAD, have one of them there, one at the top. And then I'd have the system going from CPU into a RAD, into the graphics card, into another RAD, into the res. So that you've got all of it in one loop. It will be really, really cool because you've got the, as long as you've got the RAD between the graphics card and between the CPU, it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I, I personally... If you're going to just do a sealed loop just for the CPU or just for the GPU, you're better off going with like a Corsair um, H100i sealed unit. Also, if you want to do it just for looks and awesomeness, I would definitely go for hardlines tubing. The only thing with the hardline tubing is, as you said, he's going along 
and there's a lot else that comes into hardline tubing that people don't yeah. realize unless yeah, you've got a course. bending kit or you've got your own tools to bend pipes and heat them up and stuff like because it literally is getting a pipe heating it slowly yeah. and yeah, bending it. having the, having the kit is so much easier because they've got bend uh, it's about 60 quid i think and you get an anodized tool uh, bending kit and mm-hmm. with that you get inserts to go inside your tubing so that when you bend them you get no kinks because yeah. that's a major problem. You think you're heating up a bit of plastic and you're bending it, you get a kink. So also, the other put... problem is is when you have to change something on your PC, you have to take out the whole the whole. Yeah, loop, the that whole, is the a jobs. pain in the ass. Yep, but it does look really, really cool. And the other thing with the hard pipes is that you have to measure them perfectly. Yeah. Because yeah. if you've if you've got them running parallel to each other and you've got like bends in the that's same. That's the worst point. thing when they're not parallel. Yeah, it's like they only need to be a millimeter out and they look pissed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but there are tools for that, you know. You, you just have a, a I don't know, you call it this little thing with a bubble inside and you can see. Yeah, yeah, no, there's tools yeah, to, now there's tools to do the whole bending kit. That's what I'm saying. You've got tools. Yeah, now. but also to make it very, very nice in your, but, but in your case it's, itself. It is not an easy task. No. I, I say yeah, to he's people. Yeah, you want to go for a for girl looks of awesomeness. Yeah, yeah but I say to people. Yeah, but he's also saying that he's going along doing it. I say That's to people, true. if you're going to do hard tubing, like you'd normally buy like three, three meters of tubing or something, mm-hmm. I'd say buy 10 meters of tubing because so many <laughs> of that you're going to mess up. You're going to burn. Yeah, you're going to bend. It's going to go horribly wrong. For me personally, I've built a lot of computers, a lot of water-cooled systems, and for me it's a bit weird because obviously the hardline tubing is the latest thing, and it's been out for quite a long time now, but I still prefer the soft tubing. I think really? it's only natural that rigid square lines should have been before rounded smooth lines. It seems weird to me. I still prefer having a soft tubed water cooled computer where from the graphics card to the thingies like rounded and nice and smooth. Don't really? get me wrong. If I did a hard line one, I would do patterns. I'd do letters. I'd do writing. I'd do swirls. I'd do all sorts. But personally, no, I, I do I think like because everything like a motherboard is square and you're, yeah, but you have lots be honest. of straight lines on a computer. That's yeah. why I like that. Hard lines. I've got to be honest, the hard lines do look good. But like I said, the main thing for me is I'm changing my graphics card every year. Yeah, now, yeah that's can not Can you imagine though. every yeah, single yeah. time you have to take that graphics card out for whatever reason? Yep. You have to take the whole the loop out. Yeah. You've got to take the whole loop apart. You've got to put it all back together, redo it. Or it gets so yeah. frustrating and long. And it does become a hassle. I say this to a lot of customers when they say, I want water cooling and I want it all custom with colored water and everything. And I go, do you really want it? What's it for? Is it for performance or is it for looks? And they go, well, I want it to look really good, but also it's quiet. And I say to them, I'm not being funny, but the latest graphics cards are pretty quiet. My 1080 Ti isn't very loud. It's nothing like they used to be. We've had a customer recently that said exactly the same thing, isn't it, Jantz? And yeah. once I built his computer, he listened to it and was like, actually, I don't know if I'm going to go water cooling now. I might just keep it like this. Because how much easier is it to take your graphics card in and out when it's just two cables and two little screws? Yeah, like you know? when we had to do an upgrade and we had to take everything out, if he had that water cooled, that would be draining everything. Yeah, yeah. That's been, like yes. Ten times longer just to put something small. Yeah, yeah. but if you go for a top-end water cooled custom unit, not sealed unit, like a custom unit, you can get the like the bits power parts, like all the little connectors and stuff. They cost a fortune out of ten or each, and you need one on every bend. Mm, yeah, right? also true. Yeah, and it is very very expensive. You can get with the soft cooling tubes. You can probably, I'd say, 
full loop a pump in the reservoir like from uh, XSPC. XSPC, yeah. Yeah, I, I had mine from XSPC and you can get like the, the, the water block's about 100 quid for the graphics card and then it's about £115 for the actual kit that comes with res and pump in one. So you just literally, you slide in your resin pump or you put it in, mount that, and then you just literally run it to the RAD, to the CPU, to another RAD, to the graphics card and back. The whole kit, you'd have to buy another RAD, so you're looking at probably about 50 quid for that. So you're looking at about 350 quid all in to have your whole water cooling done. If you want to go hard tubes, you've got to pay another 60 quid for the kit plus the tubing. So it gets even more expensive. But to be honest, if you want a really good looking PC, you can do it with not even having the water cooling. Just have the sealed Corsair unit is so much better way to go, I think, nowadays. Or a Kraken. Yeah, or yeah, a Kraken looks exactly. nice. But it's, it's, it's not so much for the cooling anymore, is it? It's more for looks, I think. Yeah. They're so quiet and they're so powerful nowadays. You don't nearly need to worry. But that's just my opinion. You know, someone comes to me and says, I want a full custom built water cooling. I want it to look the best. Then I'll make it look the best and I'll put the best stuff in there. But it's all down to money at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah money and time. Well, um, if this guy's thinking like he, he just wants to do it for the experience, then yeah, fair enough. Go for it. It's yeah. like you'll, you'll probably do it and you'll probably be kind of happy with your outcome. But then you'll probably think, yeah, I ain't doing that again. Yeah, you will. <laughs> You'll be like, that looks amazing. I've, I can't believe, look at everyone. I've built this computer and everybody will come around and they'll go, wow, that computer's amazing. And then you'll take the graphics card out once. You'll be like, oh, I can't even bother with this. And then give it a year. You'll be like, I'm taking this calling out. I'd just rather have a normal graphics card. I've been there, done it, and I've got the T-shirt. I don't need to worry. The next thing is, he says, he, noticed, uh, he says about overclocking as well in this. Now, that is a different situation. If you want it for overclocking, a lot of these cards now can get to the top of what they are anyway, but with the overclocking from a water, a complete cooled custom loop, yeah, you can get you get much more higher clocks out of it because of the temperatures are so low. Going from a normal, the normal version of, of a CPU cooler, going over to like a bigger heatsink is pretty good. Then going to a sealed water cooling is really good, but then going to custom is like another twenty percent on top of that. So. You know, you've got different levels, but for me, I've got my 5820K overclocked. I've got, and I've had that overclocked to like, I'm running it at 4.4 like every day, but I've had it at just under five gigs running stable. And then with the 1080 Ti I've got, I've had that running just over two gigs. And this is all, this is all on standard uh, calling on these things. On the CPU, it's just a Corsair H100i. Yeah, H100i V2. So, uh, yeah, but. Hopefully that's helpful for you. But if you need any more, like any more help on it, just let me know. Hit me up on um, on the Discord and we'll have a little chat about it. But yeah, pretty much it's down to how much money you've got, if it's for looks, if it's for performance, really. But yeah, right. And how much hassle you want. Yeah. How, yeah. Much, how frustrated <laughs> you want to get with uh, a <laughs> yep. computer. But yeah, moving on to his second question, which came uh, later on in the week. He said, "Here's a question, more of a discussion topic. We have Daisy." And we have H1Z1 and other zombie survivals that all have been popular, but never really filled the need for a, a good zombie zombie survival game. Why have none of the big companies with the resources to release a game or finish a game never got released a solid Z survival game that could take the whole thing to a new level? I realise a lot of people, uh, that are, and there are way too many zombie modes, they think that, but that's a different story really. Um, so basically the question is, Daisy H1Z1, they were never really finished, were they? There was always a bit of mm, yeah. bit indie yeah, sort yeah. of feel to them, and still, yeah. 
there have been a couple of zombie games out there, but not open world ones like this. And like I can say, you've got Dying Light, you've got Left 4 Dead, but these aren't big open world games. They're pretty much four players sort of thing. Yeah, a bit more like um, this kind of story driven. So you kind of play to a set route and yeah, a but set these story. Yeah, open, aren't they? Yeah, and I think yeah, he's kind of talking about a more open world kind of game. But yeah. I, I've, do you know what? With things like Daisy and H1Z1, they're basically like PUBG, but with zombies. Yeah. And but that's I, what I was about to say. Yeah. So I, I think with these, it's like they've had that idea. And with the bigger developers, they're like, well, like we're not really into that. Like, yeah. th- there's not much going on in that game. We, we want something a bit more AAA. We want a story. We want characters. We want yeah, they want like, a full package. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would go on to say though, it's quite funny because this question's come at a time when PUBG is out, and I think they've accidentally fallen into this AAA slot when it was just an indie game. Yeah. they've come out. And they came they out might thinking, have. Gone. They might have actually get other companies like a big EA to be like, hmm, this game sold like how many million? Yeah, yeah. maybe we will do one. And it's maybe true. we should do one and get a quick uh, cash grab. If you like Armor Free. Yeah, which I love Armour Free. There's a mode on it, which was a totally separate game, but using all of their like game engine and stuff, called Breaking Point, which was like a spin-off, but with its own launcher. And that was the first really, really good version where you was walking around killing other people, getting points and levelling up and stuff. Now, recently, since Player Unknown Battlegrounds has come out, I've had an email saying, Breaking Point, they're going at it alone. They're bringing out a full AAA game which is going to be just on a map and people shooting each other. So it's like PUBG's come out. Everybody's noticed it. It's gone right up to the top of Twitch ratings. They've sold something like 4 million games in the last couple of months. And it's like now everybody's going to jump on the bandwagon, aren't they? They're going to be coming out left, right and centre now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and a but whole I, lot but of I think uh, mediocre play, ones, I think. Fair play to, um, to, to Player Unknown Battlegrounds because... They actually brought their game out and they didn't expect it to be anywhere as big as what it got. And it just, it, it filled a spot that needed to be filled at that point. Fair play to them. They've got that game down to a T. I love playing that game. Everyone I know loves playing that game. Oh, and it's a very, man, very basic concept. But you know what as well? It's, it works well. Yeah. It's an early access game that runs nicely. So you can play it and not get frustrated with things not working properly. Yeah, but have you seen the latest update, Tim, with the cameras? And I only nope. see this on Twitch. I haven't seen it firsthand, and I hope that it is part of the game and not someone that was doing a test preview on Twitch or something. But I saw a guy when he got killed, his camera took him up in the air, and he could float around the map, and he could look over everywhere on the map and watch people shooting each other. Are you sure it's not on the test server? Because I was watching what, Doctor Disrespect yesterday or something for like more than an hour. Also really? playing PUBG. And I, I was watching Cold Carnage. Hmm. And basically, he was like, it was like an out of body experience looking down at the map and he was floating all over the place. And he was saying, Look, that guy's shooting that guy and that guy's just done that guy. No, Maybe. I've seen this before in, the, in, the, in the, the big tournament, like a few months ago when I had this big charity tournament. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they already have this option, but they need to turn it on. And oh, in this right. tournament, you could actually zoom out from, from, yeah. a, from a bird's eye view and, yeah, and, yeah, that's and what he was doing. zoom and around the map. And... and I was like, Wow, you're like, I don't know if you're allowed to talk to your character, your friends anymore because you'd be able to tell them where people are. But Yeah, I, but you... this is what I was going to say. It's probably only on the single player. 
so that if when it happens if you die you can then float around the map and watch it from any point of view rather than coming out of the game and starting a new one you yeah, could do that yeah but it also that. shows everybody's names what weapons they've got their lives and stuff like that so you can yeah, but see probably only when you play a solo no yeah i don't know, I don't know when duo. it is but you can watch but it's like you can watch them coming across the map it shows everybody on the map so you can see where they are and you can see them sneaking up on each other and you can be like that guy's going to bump into that guy in a minute and it just gives you a whole new level like he was he was obviously putting it out on twitch and people were watching and all he was doing was sitting there going look this guy's about to take this guy on and he was reading out their names and he was like really getting involved with that storyline of watching them come to the finish and it's like he didn't just want to switch off because it gave him a whole level of game yeah that's exactly how they were they, they were commentating on this uh, charity event yeah that's it looked really really good there was a shoutcaster and he was also using the camera and, yeah. and let's, let's check out this group they're in the church here and let's but zoom. i do think i do think the zombie zombies have gone man there's too much zombie stuff out there at the moment. Mm. No, there's too much bad zombie stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's it. Yeah, that's true. But like, they're bringing like zombies to battlegrounds now as a new mode. Now, yeah, that might be all right. I can't see how it's going to work with points and unlocks and stuff like that. But it's like, I personally think they should have just not done that, whether it's a good mode or not. But these are player controllable zombies. Huh? That's something else than in Day in DayZ or H1Z1. Here, yeah, because in Breaking Point you can play as a zombie. Oh, really? I yeah. haven't played that one. It's exactly the same thing, but not many people play as zombies because it's so the mechanics are so bad. You can see them, how different they are. But I personally would like to have seen them, rather than putting new game modes in and stuff like that, just bring loads, loads and loads of extra add-ons to what you can unlock because I'm getting really tired of unlocking the same stuff constantly. You know, really put some rare stuff in there. So it's like, yeah, I got a helmet that's gold-plated, which no one's got. One in 10,000 people's got it. You know, that's I think what they're I not see. so. Fo- I think they're not not focusing so hard on this. Yeah, but that's Thank what I'd like God. to see. See, but the, the whole thing <laughs> is like, like putting zombies in games. Everyone does it exactly the same way. Yeah. So you've got these other games where they're kind of story driven. So the zombies will be in certain places at certain times, and things like that. But when they do like an open world one, you're kind of running around picking up loot, trying to survive, and then every now and then there's a zombie. And then if you get too close to it, it tries to attack you. Yeah. That's how it is in every single one. So if they try to change it up a little bit, they they need to do hordes, I reckon. Like with PUBG, you know, as as you're playing the game, random red spot comes onto the onto the map and then the they the zombies. Yeah, like that that spot is it gets mortared. So there's explosions going off everywhere. If they did it where it was zombies and you've got a horde of zombies so they could still do it where you have it's kind of like how it is in the walking dead where wherever you go you might get two or three here one there two there and that they're kind of really sparse spread out but then you have these hordes that kind of come in and even if they did it like where the circle is getting smaller and smaller it's a horde of zombies coming closer and closer to you so in PUBG, where you could stand right on the line of the circle that's coming closer you wouldn't be able to do that because it would be like a thousand zombies coming yeah. at you and there's a game that's coming out i don't know if it's out yet uh it's called uh days gone yeah is that the one where they come piling out of the the, the train car and they're just like oh yeah that one they're yeah, just yeah. running out everywhere yeah like, i when i saw the trailer for this like the first time before it came out I was like, this looks amazing. This reminds me of uh, World War Z. The yeah, film. when they're all like, waves of them going over each yeah. other. 
it's yeah. like it's yeah it's almost fluid the way that they're moving around like a wave. so many of them yeah and when i saw this game it was the same thing it's like the guy is like running on top of buildings and over cars to get away from them and i thought that kind of zombie horde in a game like PUBG would be good so yeah. you kind of know it's imminent. It's there in the I background. Think it's more and it's about coming the mechanics, in. though, of trying to have so much stuff going on on one screen without slowing everyone's computers down. Yeah, yeah true. Won't be able but then, to do that. but with a horde, they could do it as a single animation. They don't have to animate each individual. Like, but they're, they're going to make them the zombies player controllable. Eh? So it means like, yeah. I don't think you will get AI zombies. No, I think you could play like a zombie, and maybe you won't be able to pick up a weapon, but maybe have some. Yeah. Other powers that will make you maybe see all the players and the map through walls and everything. Because it might maybe be that you, you team as up a like zombie, zombies. you kind of got like a like a one hit kill kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah, like, you're, like you, you can hide. It has to be balanced. If not, nobody yeah. will play the zombies. So yeah. you you hide in a house, and when someone comes in, you can like click one click. You're on them and you're biting them, and they're dead. But from a distance, if they see you. They can shoot you, and you've got no defense because you've got no weapons. Yeah, they maybe can you can. Maybe you can. I think it could be a bad thing because you, this PUBG, yeah, it's already up there. It's number one on Twitch most a lot of days, and it's it's very very popular. Now I reckon they've done themselves worse by putting a zombie thing in because yeah, it might be a good. It might turn out really good, and everybody loves it. But they, if it they turns did it. out to be rubbish, yeah, everybody will be like, oh, why have they put it in? Waste their time putting it in there, and they will lose <clears> from it. You know why they put it? They're putting it in because actually some people on I don't know was it Twitch or YouTube were playing. They made themselves like a zombie mode, and they were playing already this zombie mode themselves. Like you are the zombies, and we are the normal people. Really? So that's why they. I think they really designed this with with an eye on Twitch, and like this will be very good to watch, and it will be good. Yeah, good a good Twitch game. And it will hmm. probably draw they, more people in that also think, oh, yeah, I can play like a zombie. And they, they could do separate servers. So you've got the normal They will do. They will do. You, you've got the zombie server. Because they will then, do. They already confirmed that, that they will yeah. make it a separate mode. Because then that, that's perfect. Because yeah, then me too. it gives you something extra. But if you try it and you don't like it, you go back to the old one. Exactly. It's perfect. Yeah. It just, I don't hope they, I just hope they don't take uh, people away from uh, well, the teams that were designing maps yeah. or yeah. to, to do this now. Be good to see, but anyway, that brings us to the end of the podcast, people. It's been a long one. It's been a really long one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need yeah. a drink now. Like it's like in the beginning, it was going so quickly, and then yeah, like, yeah, it's just yeah, it was long. But yeah, out to everybody out there. Any We're questions you get, just send them into extremepcuk at gmail.com, Twitter and Instagram. But the main thing we have got on our Discord now, like I said earlier, we've got a questions page. So if you go onto our Discord, you know, you can get on there whenever you want. You can ask, there's lots of people friendly on there. You can ask them to play games with you. They'll all get involved. If you go on there, say you're playing PUBG, I'm sure people will jump in. But like I said, you've got the chat and you've got the podcast question uh, room. So you can just go in there, put it on there. And for next month, we'll have your questions straight from there. But yeah, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Been a long one. And like I said before, I'm sorry for our audio. We've had to stop using TeamSpeak now. It's gone. Not too happy with them. Because the people that we was renting the server off of have taken about five payments off me in one go, which I think is pathetic. So, yeah, we're not going back to TeamSpeak for that reason. So we'll be on just Discord now. So, um, yeah, jump into Discord and uh, we'll go from there. We're yep, really sorry about the sound if it is bad. 
But uh, we'll get on. This will be changing over the next few couple of months. So just bear with us, and we'll go from there. Sorry, Tim. I said, yeah, come play a game with us on Discord. Yeah, cool, cool. Come get in there. Feel free. And, uh, yeah, invite as many of your friends in as you want. We need to get as many people into the Discord as possible. But, yeah, thanks again for listening, everyone. That brings us to the end of the podcast. So uh, we'll see you next month. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Dream PC.